Welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cobalt Press. My name is Will. I'm a D&D sex icon, and we're here today for another episode of The World's Tree Burns. And we've got almost all of us back today, aside from Skylar Moff, who's not feeling well. We could feel better soon. Uh, but we have the rest of us here today. So let's get into the show by introducing all of us, who we're going to be playing tonight. And how's everyone doing today? Let's start with our inimitable Dungeon Master, Mr. Dan Dillon. Dan, how's it going, my friend? Hey everybody, I'm doing very, very well. I'm Dan Dillon, I shall be our Dungeon Master for this evening in the world of Midgard from Cobalt Press for some 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, I totally remember where we were and what we're doing and have a plan, so this is going to be great. <laughs> Fant- well, as long as you do, Dan, then <laughs> the I rest do. of us will be, fine. will be fine. Fantastic. We've got McLoken with us today. McLoken, how's it going, my friend? Hi, I'm McLoken. I'm doing well today. Today I'll be playing Cloak, our lovable gnome ranger, and he's going to be training some sex rangers. <laughs> I can see okay. Birdie's fuming face right now. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. Birdie, how are you doing today? <laughs> I... Uh... I don't. I don't know. I we've been arguing about this all day. Okay, <laughs> it's fucking Have we? sex oh, no, missed out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Birdie, aka the Birdie Saurus, and I'm here to play Landis, Gearforge Warlock, um, who's gonna get out on the open sea because that's really good for someone made of metal. It's gonna be fun. Good plan. Good plan. Fantastic. <laughs> and of course, we have Simply back with us today. Simply, how's it going? It's good, it's good. Um, I have a little bit of a head cold, so if you see me do a lot of... <coughs> I, I'm sorry to our podcast recording, because you'll hear every bit of it! Um, <laughs> my, uh, I, sorry, I'm Tilly. I play our uh, dwarf fighter. Uh, she is thoroughly excited about the potential of going back um, on, the, on the sea, which is a river, but we'll call it a sea. Um, and I'm, I'm doing... I'm here. I'm excited to be here! But I'm <laughs> sick of the dogs. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> like just woke up from a nap to come and play. Just like real play. We like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic stuff. I will today be playing Riavan, the Dampier cleric. No, he's not a cleric. Paladin. I've just got him. I have some reason from seasons one and two. But yeah, he's. he's uh, I don't know. He's going to have a good time today, I think, whatever happens. Uh, he's not super looking forward to getting out of the city, but he's coming around to the point of acceptance. Uh, he's getting out of denial and towards suddenly bargaining when the next one is. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's going to have a good time today. But, Dan, I'll hand over to you to remind us a little bit of what happened last time on the show. It takes into today's episode of The World Tree Burns. All right. So when last we left off, our uh, heroes had learned that they are in fact fugitives from justice. Uh, Their likenesses, descriptions to, you know, some varying degrees of accuracy, depending on who we're talking about, have been circulated about the city. uh, 
and they are formulating a plan, or at this point, presumably have a plan to get out of the free city of Zobek undetected, unarrested, and unmurdered, uh, slash brought to justice. Uh, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I believe at last count, the plan was actually to split the party, which is a delight. Uh, to to send a few people to the docks to pick up some water conveyance in the form of Tilly's boat, uh, and some other folks to sneak over street uh, street level and then into the cartways to try and lead the fugitive cultists uh, of Morena out of the city before they are recaptured as well, because they are also terribly wanted as uh, as escaped fugitives. And so, uh, that is where we will jump right back in. I believe y'all were holed up in the abandoned tannery where you'd had some altercations with uh, the handiwork of Cosinia, the now slain vampire priestess of Morena, a rival from Riodan's past. Uh, the basement of this place has an entrance to the cartways and also uh, horrible evidence of murder and dark magic and remnants of blood and just all kinds of awfulness happening down there. You just don't, don't go in the basement. It's not a good place. Dirty, honestly. And I, don't, and I don't use that word about a lot of places, but that place is dirty. That is one of them, for sure. All right, so uh, there we find you all. Cloak has uh, recovered from his bout of panic when he was out and about and uncloaked, unhooded. Uh, he left his strange red garment behind to wander about the city and gather some supplies and information, since no one would presumably recognize him without his distinctive uh, outerwear and mask, which seems to have done the trick. He was not noticed. Uh, but there you find yourselves, uh, ready to enact your plan as you see fit. All right. Till we know Tilly's exactly like what fluffed her hair out of her beard. She's like, how do we look together? Do I look like myself? Are you... Oh, so have you, have you like unbraided your hair too. and yeah, it's no longer like... in, in the faux beard? Yeah, fully Is itchy face. Oh. You can actually see a chin now. It's weird. It's super weird. Okay. Wow. Put on my disguise, so... Should be fine. I don't even know what to make of that. All right. <laughs> and so Rayman puts on some, uh, some stylish shades. smoked glass shades. <laughs> some spectacles with Carry about tinted them glass. Carry all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Latest invention is it? Where, where, where are you hiding? Cloak on? It's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's not really much hiding uh, gear forged. Right. But Landis, fortunately, you don't really have much of a known presence in the city, despite right. being one of the relatively small number of gear forged. You've kept mm -hmm. very, very much to yourself. Uh, and so while some yeah. of the clientele of your jewelry business would recognize you, as long as you don't go wandering into the... No one knows I'm a city. criminal. Correct. Ish. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, we do. But, yeah. Uh, right. Oh, so... Well, and that's all that really matters. So, uh, Kaja and the other refugees have sort of gathered their belongings as well as the scraps. Uh, Cloak, I believe you set them up with some armor and a few simple-ish uh, weapons, and, as well as some individual supplies and provisions. So they are all basically as girded for battle as they can possibly be and are ready to go. Uh, so is it nighttime? Uh, if you guys were wanting to slip out after dark, sure. I think uh, last session we I brought up the whole group of 
people we saw in the main streets. I know you mentioned that I saw it on my rotation for guard as well as Cloak saw it in his rotation. Is that right? You're talking I about think... the uh, the folk with the blacked out holy symbols of cores who were spooking around in the alleyways? I think Cloak saw that, but I saw on the main street a large amount of guard that were like... Yes. Yes, indeed you true? did. Um, I because think I, I actually brought it up. Like, should we go at night? There's a large amount of guards that are out. I mean, I least saw them on the main, the main pathways when we were out last time. Or when we were on guard. Well, um, I think... For us, we could be probably be better going at night, uh, sneaking through the cartways and then um, going, finding the exit outside the walls and going under the cover of night. If you guys want to walk in plain daylight uh, and you don't think you'll be recognized, I mean that's. But uh, I don't know. I mean, don't don't. I mean. Obviously, I'm very easily recognized, but maybe if we blend in with a crowd a bit more than just standing our own against the guard. Um, I, yeah, I think it'll, it I mean, your face fine. is real different without all that hair on it. And also, we can always send Landis out um, a few blocks ahead of us to see if he sees anyone suspicious or looking out or that we should be wary of. I mean, we could duck around a corner. Sending, sending yourself? I meant Edwin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, well, I mean, Edwin, Edwin with my eyes is what I meant. This is, this is different. Yeah, mm. I could see mm. through Edwin, so it's basically me. Hey, no, uh, no one guys, can break I'm real sad, okay? That's intense. I mean, I know, I know the casing, the casing areas that Glass rooted and I frequented. Um, so I guess you could so... see, you see eye to eye. Sorry, I just wanted to get that one in. Carry on, Clay. <clears throat> Just uh, groan. Bit of much needed. <laughs> I literally just yes. said groan instead of groaning. <laughs> groan. I'm wasted on you people. Yeah, yeah. Clue, you were saying Catching something. Character. I don't know. Um, okay, so uh, if you think you can get through in the daylight, um, all of us, I imagine, are going to have to go through the cover of night. Um, at least the people who are very distinguishable. Um, so, uh, so we can take uh, Kaja and her crew, um, or I can, and I can cast Pass Without Trace and then sneak through. Um, I don't know if anyone else wants to come with me. Um, I, I mean, I, mean, I could. Unless, unless, unless you're going to the docks, no. I uh, I think the plan was Cloak, Ryoden, and Rowan were going to take the the cultists and sneak them out through the cartways. Oh, yes. And then, then Tilly and... Responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then Tilly and Landis were going to head to the docks to collect well, the I can food. swap with someone. I mean, if someone wants to swap, uh, I, I, I could. I mean, I'm open to it. Uh, well, you know, but I love being around people that I'm responsible for, you know. Yeah, Rita, and the whole point of you going with him is because you'll be noticed if you get on the boat. I so no one can really I... swap with Where am I kidding? you. Okay. Down here. In certain circles. <clears throat> mostly under red lights. Yeah, you keep but, saying uh, yeah, that. Mm -hmm. it's, uh... Yeah, I'm sure you made uh, a lot fine. of friends. I was just offering. I mean wanted to swap because obviously I have the the best task 
that's obviously my first choice is is to go escort with them. See, you get to be a male escort. You've reached the pinnacle. Not again. I've I've been down <laughs> that road, and it's not at all, all right, as so, fulfilling uh, as you might think. Edwin sort of flutters down from the. Uh, the rafters and lands on Landis's shoulder and says, um, so I, I can go on ahead like you said, boss, or do you want me to go with the others so you can keep in touch with them while you're separated? Uh, he has to stay with Tilly. That's the point. So Ugh. he's going with Tilly and I'm going with him. <laughs> All right. That's sorry, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. I'm a hostage. I forgot. So he uh, <laughs> spreads his wings and flies over to Tilly's shoulder, and his claws kind of clink on your armor. I mean, you, you can lead ahead of us in order to make sure our, our path is safe. No, no. I want to make Wanda's sure that I'm right, right here where you can see me at all times. <laughs> see, he's he's a good boy. He listens to instruction well. I mean, he's not bear. But speaking of bear, um, do... Am I recognizable enough with this armor, or should I at least remove? I mean, it's very. Do you want me to style Very you? nice armor. I mean, I uh, just just put very a cloak over. Recognizable. I'd be happy to. If you, if you put a cloak <sighs> over your armor and just don't have your very distinguishable shield on, I think you should be fine because you don't. Let's take like a walk in Riordan's fashion corner. I mean, like throwing cloak <laughs> over armor is. Do you have any more festival shades? It's probably going to be fairly obvious that you're still wearing plate armor. Um, if you want to really be disguised or less noticeable or incognito, taking the armor off is probably a good idea. But, I mean, yeah. you can try I whatever. I want to do the yes like. dress with Tilly. Uh, Cloak, what are, what, are we, what are we meeting back up again? Are you meeting us outside the city? And what was it? Oren, Oren's thing? Oberstein Oren, now. Oberstein. Yeah. So your plan was to meet at Obersteinau, which uh, is a mining town. And she'll like undo her armor and be like, Cloak, do you mind holding this in your bag while we go? It'll be a couple of days. This is gonna be very cold. Very cold oh, on the water. Okay. I don't want to I'm just putting, I'm putting it in my okay. bag. So wait, you're, okay, you're going to send your armor with Cloak? Yeah, in this bag of holding, because I don't have a, a bag that can hold that much. Armor. I mean, you, it, it'll pack down. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. Yeah, Just okay. give it back. I was thinking wrong, but, you know, you might be able to Alright, so you gather up all of your things, uh, such as it is that you have. You affect your disguises. Anyone else taking any other precautions for disguises as you separate into your groups and get ready to split up and head across the city? Uh, I'm gonna wear a hat. Sure, you're just gonna pull your hat down low over your little gleamy eyes and <laughs> throw a cloak over your clockwork shoulders. Sure, sure. Um, Edwin sort of squints his eyes for a moment and then poofs into a crow on uh, on Tilly's shoulder. Is that yeah. obvious? Do people walk around uh, town with crows on their shoulders? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean... <laughs> I mean, that is a pretty not, gross not area. I mean, they don't There's a lot, lot of crows at the dark. It is way less noticeable than imp. Right, right. I was just thinking there were other... Uh, it's fine. Do what you so want to do, your shoulder, I'm, you're, I'm you're just, kooky on ball. I'm so just a long way right now. You're a madman. But didn't, yeah. didn't he have a cloak on? So is now he a tiny crow with a cloak on? 
Please. Uh, he lost his cloak somewhere over the, over the course of the night. That's okay. I have like 15 more in my bag. <laughs> do they have a sale? I'll let a little one. Landis has to do something with the long rests he doesn't take. He makes cloaks. He likes, All right. he likes it. Okay, he likes dressing up. I don't know what to tell you. All right, so yeah. anyone who is uh, going to be making a disguise may make a charisma check either with deception proficiency or disguise kit proficiency if you are using one of those. Right. Can, can uh, I assist someone? You can. Uh, you can help. Assist Tilly. All right, Tilly. So uh, did, now, Riodan, did you say you were doing the makeover business? Yeah, I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm doing makeup. Well, I think he's making the check and, and you're helping until he's just sort of getting styled. So, oh, okay. uh, Riodan, you can go ahead and make me a charisma deception check with advantage due to Cloak's expert assistance because of his Please. fantastic color matching and eye for Let's hues. Say 16. Pretty good. All right. I'll make a note. Anybody else disguising? Does my hat count as a disguise? I have a disguise kit proficiency. Okay. Uh, For some reason, as a robot. (laughs) You know, you were a person before you were a robot. Yeah. Yeah. And really, it's because I'm so good at dressing up Edwin. Right. That's where it comes from. That's uh, a charisma check with your proficiency bonus because you are proficient okay. in disguising things. Tilly, you're, I have to say you're really looking quite cool. 21. Uh, I'm looking here like right, this. Cool. All right, so you like actually did something with her hair other than letting it just kind of floof out once it's out of the braids. And, uh, For sure, like Riordan's like, maybe he's actually quite good at doing her hair, Tilly. Like... <laughs> He does quite like doing stuff like that. He just hasn't had the chance to do it for a while because he's such a degenerate. But like, he's probably practiced <laughs> semi-professionally at some point to do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there like well, I mean, a bit of a glass or something that Tilly can see herself in? If oh, one of you mirror. has a mirror, then sure, because there ain't a mirror <laughs> in the dilapidated old house that was. I shine up my arm, like one of my shoulders, real, real nice. I'm like, here, this spot is flat. If you look at this spot, it's flat. You can see yourself right here. Isn't it kind of a weird, distorted, you know, <laughs> reflection in brass image of yourself? It's it's not it's not great, but hey, it's all right. The, the rest of you are maybe a little impressed. Yeah, Riordan kind of knows his thing. As uh, she looks at Riordan and goes. Am I pretty to look, to look like a lady? You look beautiful, darling. Perfect. All right. So, uh, as I have it, Tilly, Landis, and Edwin, in the form of a crow, hanging out on the now beautified Tilly's shoulder, uh, are going to head across town toward the docks, and Riordan, Cloak, and Rowan are going to lead Kaja and her ilk through the cartways uh, towards the gear district, but at some point you're going to have to kind of jump up onto the street level and then find the entrance that you know leads you to the uh, the uh, hidden exit through the walls so you don't have to try and negotiate one of the gates. And the plan is to do this at night. Yes? Uh, for us, we probably can get uh, through the cartways uh, where we need to go up through the city and kind of wait out until nighttime and then make our move. You can, you can indeed do that, yeah. So you can set off through the cartway's entrance in the basement whenever you like. Um, and so, yeah. Um, 
the raven form, uh, the, the crow form of Edwin fluffles its feathers, flies across the room to Landis, lands on your shoulder, and kind of like taps his beak against the side of your head once, and then flies back over to Tilly. I love All you, right. buddy. Alright. Uh, so, the uh, cultist refugees just sort of square their shoulders and swallow their just kind of subdued terror that they've been living with for the past several days and follow you into the disgusting basement and from there into the dark, uncertain tunnels of the cartways. Tilly and Landis, uh, yeah, the, the, the streets are your oyster. You can slip out through the back door uh, after moving the barricade, <laughs> the old broken down furniture that was barricaded in front of the door since uh, Tilly kicked it in a while back uh, and make your way out. So, are the streets crowded and stuff? Um, you guys, you weren't waiting till nightfall, right? You were going out just kind of during the day. All right, uh, then you know, basically normal daytime, probably. I I imagine this is something more like mid to late afternoon. So, uh, yeah, uh, the streets are fairly busy and bustling. Zobek is a big uh, happening city. Uh, Craftspeople are, are heading home or finding dinner after plying their trade a long day. Uh, you see lots of the um, uh, the walls of the Cobalt Ghetto are starting to show signs of uh, movement and uh, activity. As the sun sinks lower, the Cobalts are beginning to start their day. Uh, and you make your way across into the Collegium District, and from there, across another bridge toward the Gullet, uh, to the docks. Um, and let's see... Each person that Tilly. passes close, Tilly's like, "Excuse me, pardon me." I'm all time. lady, late lady. I miss. Yeah, I. You've been following me for a long time. Your hat, this guy's. I mean, your hat is wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. I'm uh, Bob. It doesn't matter. Listen, hey, do we need to get boat supplies? I don't bother myself with these things. I'm just, I have a glorious ship and a wonderful friend to meet loads of beautiful hair. So if you would like to come and see my vessel, you're more than welcome to. Oh, that sounds amazing. I've never seen a vessel before. I hope it has lots of gear on it. All right, I'm rolling with advantage. Until he's not good at hiding, I'm just. (laughs) Fortunately, between Landis's uh, disguise capabilities and Riodan's impeccable fashion sense, you get a few odd looks from the passersby as this just bizarre conversation is playing out. But that kind of disarms them, and they just sort of like rip eyes back in front of their feet and minding their own business. They don't want any whatever that is. So you uh, you make your way past. Um, as you head out onto the street initially, you can see that there is a noticeably larger than normal presence of City Watch down the down a few blocks around, kind of surrounding the area of the Silk Scabbard. So uh, you make your way across the bridges and to the gullet and the docks. 
It takes you uh, not not a terribly large amount of travel time. You are not, as far as you can tell, noticed. Uh, no one accosts you, and you make your way right up to the uh, to the pier where you know your your boat was was moored. And as you're approaching, you see that there is a massive brown, fluffy shape, sort of like snuffling around on the stone key uh, where your where your boat is tied. This is my friend. You love her. <laughs> we approach the approach the bear. Your friend Holy is crap, very boss, fluffy. It's a bear. <laughs> Edwin's voice floats across your mind, Landis. Yeah, and I say back to him, "Holy crap, Edwin! It's a bear. What do we do?" <laughs> right. So as you uh, as you start up the pier, cooing and uh, and and making a fuss. The, the bear sort of snuffles up and eyes you suspiciously, and then as you approach, you can see it kind of like sets its shoulders and hackles, but then its massive bear nostrils flare as it sniffs, and it immediately relaxes and just kind of like headbutts you. Move. Wait, Alec, this is my new outfit. You can't... I think... Okay, so as you're as you're fussing over Bear, uh, there's some movement from behind the massive lump of fluffy cover that is uh, that is the bear, and the broad-shouldered form of Paula comes around uh, around from behind Bear, where she was sort of uh, not exactly hiding, just where she was eclipsed, and she says, oh, "It's it, it's about time. It's are you ready to?" And she kind of just trails off, seeing you, and blinks. Uh, I'm sorry. Who are you, lady? I'm Bob. You, uh, hi. Hello. Um, would you like to discuss the cost of this bear on my vessel? She said I could come on the vessel. Sounds yes, and she kind of blushes up to the <laughs> the roots of her hair and just turns and hops over and uh, it steps off the key onto the boat. Oh, good! Right. What and a nice vessel here that you have. I'm going to very large, very large. You know, very... Going... it's not very large, but it's very large. All aboard! Can <laughs> I? Tries to guide bear onto the boat. Come, come on, bear. All right. Uh, so, pulling the bear over onto the boat. <laughs> this is not a large vessel. <laughs> and so, there yeah. is room for bear, but it is a little precarious, and the thing tips and wobbles and, uh, and rolls quite heavily as you shift this beast off of the stone key and onto the boat. Uh, I thought you said this bear just... would have sea legs. I don't... <laughs> Paula just sort of clings to the gunwale uh, back near the cabin <laughs> toward the stern and just holds on. Uh, you're able to get the bear on and settled and uh, you can uh, release the lines and cast yourself off into the river. As, as soon as we kind of get without city eyes or at least enough that I can get behind bear, I just start immediately braiding. Go. Tricked them all, didn't I? You know, you know. Sometimes you just got to use your best abilities. Clearly, it's my sense of knowing people and how to talk. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm gonna take my hat off. <laughs> I just take my hat off and just start fanning myself. God, man, you just so hot under there. Just none of the whirring and it's too. It's too much. Ah, I make steam. I'm hot. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, once the boat is cast away from the uh, away from the docks and out onto the river itself, you begin um, just uh, following the current northward, and uh, you have no further difficulty uh, just sort of slipping away from the city and and heading north. Uh, Paula, as uh, as you get going, she kind of watches you undoing your disguise with this like amused, impressed, half-disbelieving expression on her face, and it's just like, well, um, that was certainly something new. Uh, everyone all right? Uh, Landis definitely, like, heaving. Like, he doesn't eat, he has no stomach, it can't do anything, but he's, like, uncomfortable on this water. He's never left the land. <laughs> So it is very disorienting, um, and you're finding it very, very difficult to keep your balance. So you're spending an awful lot of time sitting and holding on to things. And you don't get nauseous, thankfully, but you are very, um, you have almost vertigo, right? Uh, it, the, the Just the pitching and rolling of the deck under you is making it impossible to feel like you're at all stable. And you can feel things shifting in your body, like... They're not supposed to move that way, but they are. It's yeah. very distracting. Landis lays down on the floor and he's just like, uh, like 20 <laughs> minutes at least. <laughs> I like it. Tilly's just enamored by being with Berrigan. So she's expectant <laughs> of everybody to be used to and happy with the sea. And it's just like, probably just taking that part of me so uh, Bear is a little bit more difficult to wrangle and eventually you'll get her to kind of or him, you'll get him to kind of settle down and um, just kind of like s just stay hunkered so there's no risk of capsizing as the uh, the ballast shifts of its own accord um, and yeah, you will uh, you will strike off toward the north now, uh, we're going to flash uh, whoops, sorry but no, just something. No. Okay. Sweet. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. I only caught the tail end of it. I was like, oh, it's being stopped. No, all right. So we'll flash down into the cartways where Riodan and Cloak are leading their cadre down into the dark. Um, you can find your way to the sort of outer reaches of the gear district or where you know you'd be roughly beneath the gear district in the tunnels with relatively no problem, thanks to Cloak's near obsessive uh, study and uh, exploration of the tunnels. So you're probably somewhere uh, just on the edge of the merchant district. You have several hours to wait, but uh, down in the uh, the darkness of the of the tunnels, uh, are you going to uh, do anything for light? As several, uh, most I believe, of the cultists cannot see in the dark. They have torches. Okay, so yeah, so you're you're fine with them lighting some. some are they? Some are they have one torch at least? Uh, but I'm like scouting ahead of them, uh, okay. and kind of guiding them along the way. I haven't cast Pass, with, pass without Trace yet. Um, right. Just gonna be a waste. Uh, and um, I I am still uh, on the lookout in the cartways uh, because I don't know if those people are down here as well. All right. So. Why don't you go ahead and make me a dexterity stealth check, please, Cloak? Yeah, uh, 21. 21. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, so you range a fair ways ahead of the loud light source behind you. That is the tromping group of refugees. And mm -hmm. uh, sort of just leave Riodent with them for a while, Riodent and Rowan. 
you're able to pick a safe path throughout the cartways tunnels and uh, locate an entrance that'll take you up at least relatively close to where you need to be. You know that it's going to be a little bit uh, a little bit of a trek on the surface once uh, once the sun falls enough for you to manage your way out there with less chance of being seen. Uh, mm-hmm. So after you clear the way, everyone just sort of gathers up there and you just wait. You're at a uh, you're in kind of a brick veneered at least uh, hallway that was once maybe a tunnel uh, that connected two different homes or businesses uh, and mm-hmm. allowed traver- uh, travel under the street without dealing with weather or, uh, or any of that business. Think uh, think coal tunnels from some older cities. Yeah, that's, uh, okay. that's sort of what you're under now. Uh, and there's an archway with some worn granite steps that lead up to the surface. And there's, uh, there's an old iron-banded door with faint glimmers of, uh, of sun shining through the gaps. Uh, and you just have a few hours to wait. If you have nothing else you want to do in that meantime, you can watch those bands of light get dimmer and darker until they fade entirely. Uh, I want to talk to them because sure. uh, Rowan, Rowan and uh, Riordan are probably more familiar with the spell, uh, but I take the the uh, the fuckhouse gang, um, and uh, I gather them together, and I'm like, okay, this is how it's gonna work, right? I need when we go, we'll, we'll all group together, and I'll cast a spell, and each one of you needs to be thirty feet within my vicinity. Don't fall behind. All right. Otherwise, the spell won't capture you. I I will pace, and we will take our time. Um, just be at best the stealthiest you can be. Uh, walk on your tiptoes. Uh, not not like how children do, but just very light on your feet. And can you do that? We can. Yeah. We can go quietly. That's no problem. We all sort of okay. nod, and we'll we'll stay close to you. Okay. The, the only one we have to worry about giving us away is, uh, and he just looks at Riordan, and I was like, clink clink over there, because uh, every movement he makes that makes a uh, makes a noise. Um, so someone say my name. You need me over there. Coming. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> So Riordan clank, clanks his way uh, up the tunnel. Yes, there's a team meeting. What's happening? I'm, I'm telling. I was thinking I should lead. Uh, no, 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 no. You need to stay by me, and we need to sneak. Uh, I, I, I found the shortest path. It's a. Uh, I don't. Good. How long do you think I ha- we have to go, Dan? How long is it going to oh, be? Oh, uh, so. There's probably several blocks that you need to that you need to traverse up on the surface there, and at least one okay. main road you'll have to cross. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, there's several blocks. That's not a big deal. We can zigzag through that. Uh, we just got to keep our eyes out because um, the area that we're going to is not really a location that we were very known to be in. So uh, I imagine they're going to be a lot less of people watching this area, but I wouldn't put it past them to have roving patrols, uh, so we have to be aware of that. So you guys need to stay 30 feet in within me, like before. Uh, I'm just explaining the goddamn spell to them. 
Okay, no problem. Uh, so you explain the spell to them kind of repeatedly and uh, cyclically. <laughs> and, uh, I imagine Riodan decides I'm, that it's more interesting to go back walks. and talk to Rowan. <laughs> yeah, he's back over to Rowan about whatever else I talking about. <laughs> Drugs. Yeah, try Drugs. that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're just eating mushrooms off the wall. Great. Uh, no, so uh, the time passes, and you can see the the light of day fades away completely through those gaps in the door that you're seeing up the stairs. So it's like dusk in uh, sun setting. It is however late you want to wait for it to be. If you want to wait for uh, full dark, you can. Uh, I'm going to wait for dusk to set out, uh, and then like where the sun is just about to uh, be before it goes completely dark, and then uh, start uh, getting everyone kind of gathered. Um, where we're coming up, is there a lot of... Uh, is there an area where we all can like get together and uh, cast a spell? Uh, yeah. I mean, they can all kind of cluster up uh in the hallway. I mean, they can get close enough to you. They just have to be within 30 okay. feet. That's no problem. Okay. Um, so um, then with that, uh, I uh, get them all together. And I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, and I cast a spell and like shadow starts enveloping all of them. And uh, we start stealthily making our way up. Okay, no problem. Uh, so let's go ahead and make a group stealth check. And remember that you now have plus 10. Uh, so, Riordan, do recall that you have disadvantage owing to your plate armor. Yes, yes indeed. Uh, 16. I rolled a 2. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do, Cloak? Uh, 32. 32. Nice. Uh, okay. Do you want me to help? Well, I was. Uh, do you want me to help roll for the other ones? No, I'm just going to roll for them as a group, kind of Kaja okay. taking the lead on those, and she's, okay. you know, they're just going to baby duckling their way after her. Uh, and so she rolled a twenty, so they're going to be a okay. So uh, you all make your way out the door with this muffling cloak of shadows that wraps around all of you, that emanates out from your uh, your gnomish friend and you slip out into an alleyway, and you can see that there are street lamps burning here because you're in a slightly richer part of town. You're on the edge of the Merchant District looking across at uh, what is the Gear District. You can see lights glowing in the distance around some of the temples. Uh, you can hear clattering from a few of the, uh, the Gear Grinderies and other clockwork emporiums that haven't shut down completely for the night. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a whole lot of pedestrian traffic at this point. You see a few people here and there, but there's plenty of uh, long swaths of empty street. Yeah, that was my plan. Uh, not to have the streets completely empty. I am uh, uh, want to make our way through here uh, and uh, keep, keep pushing forward. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, basically, I, 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 I'm trying to get that this is probably the pr most prime time to do it because there's still people out and they don't think that we would make a move uh, trying to get out of the city while there's still people out and about. They probably think we're going to wait till dead at night and I'm, that's a, that's what I'm banking on right now. Um, so, 
Uh, but yeah, I'm going to lead them through the, 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 the blocks and try to get to the main street area um, and scope out what that looks like. Okay. Uh, so when you say lead them, you're still moving everybody with a group. And yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody inside them. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you slip through some of these side streets that you're nearby with no trouble whatsoever. Um, a few minutes pass. You dodge a couple of larger groups of pedestrians uh, by ducking into alleys. And at one point you wait for a, a, a small contingent of city guard to, to meander their way past. Just looks like on their nightly rounds. Nothing out of the ordinary, probably, but you can't help feeling that creep of anxiety anytime you see soldiers or guards of any type around. Um, they pass you by, and you slip into uh, right up to the main wide cobbled thoroughfare crossing, which will bring you into the gear district. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll perception to see what we're looking at here. Uh, 15. 15. The area that you're looking at is well lit, so uh, you don't have to worry about any sort of disadvantage from darkness, thankfully. Um, So you're looking at a 20 to 30 foot wide cobblestone street, pretty broad avenue. Uh, It is lit fairly regularly with these um, iron and copper... Uh, street lamps that have these uh, yeah, looks uh, honestly looks like magical lights or maybe gas lights burning in them uh, and uh, casting these pools of radiance on the cobbles uh, around you up and down the street. There mm-hmm. are um, it looks like a few people closing up their shops and, and heading home for the night. Just a handful of people here and there scattered across what you can see. Other than that, nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. Um... I'm going to wait for uh, the perfect, uh, where it looks like, you know, like you're trying to merge into traffic or something like that, uh, where it, like, it looks like uh, two groups are kind of like passing each other and then kind of like be beeline in between them uh, with everyone um, and to the next alley. Okay. You, uh, you wait until you have this sort of perfect moment uh, to slip through with just enough other people to not make it completely conspicuous that there's, you know, (laughs) almost 10 of you scuttling your way across the street. Um, You slip out between two of the street lamps in the darkest section of the street you can find, which isn't particularly dark, and you slip across into the the walkway on the far side in the gear district. Uh, As you are making your way, I assume, into an alleyway or a side street to kind of get off the main thoroughfare there, Right. Mm-hmm. As you do, you hear a soft voice. Hey, hey, you there? Sort of echo up from behind you. Uh, I, I look back. Uh, okay, you look I... back, and you see one of that last trio of guardsmen has uh, looks like doubled back or come back this way, and uh, he's sort of opening up uh, his lantern and and raising it and sort of walking in your direction and calling out to you. Uh, does he, is he able to see us in the shadows or does it look like he, he like he's reaching the cusp of us kind of thing? Uh, he's, I mean, he's probably still just a little ways down the street. He's not like right on top of you, but he's heading your way. Uh, he's probably, you know, we'll say 
35-ish, 40 feet away, that sort of thing, kind of coming around a corner and uh, and fumbling with his lantern to try and get a better look. Because while you're not invisible, you do still have this spell going on, so, like, the night is just sort of oozing up around all of you and pushing the streetlight away and uh, and giving you this, this cover of darkness and uh, this almost blurred obscurity. So it's definitely making it difficult for him to, to get a good bead on you. I, uh, I, with ever, with him coming up, I was like, everyone follow my lead. And, like, uh, start, uh, stealthing forward, um, uh, with everyone, uh, getting some gaining. Uh, and actually, um, so it's just a straight alley. And then as soon as there's like a, a left turn or, uh, a, the best turn, the right or left turn, um, uh, taking the alley and then kind of making a detour route a little bit. Um, and, uh, kind of avoiding uh, the presence of the guard. So you said something about hiding. I mean, he's looking right at you. You can't hide from him. <clears throat> oh, I thought I thought he was around the corner. No, he had just come from around the corner. Okay. Um, so, because uh, I thought he was, like, not seeing us yet. Um, no, no, he sees you. He's calling to you, but you know, you're, he can't see you very well. Combination of the night and your spell making it more difficult for him to, to get a bead on you. But he can see that there's people there. <clears throat> um, okay, uh, so uh, what uh, uh, what I'm going to do is like whisper them, I was like, all right, keep peace with me. And then I'm going to start uh, getting into a run and having everyone keep up with me. Uh, and then finding a. Uh, All right, so you're just like you're you're just like cheese at the cops. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as soon as you you tell them to keep pace and you turn and start booking it into the alleyway, he raises his voice. Hey, stop! Um, and, and what I want to do oh, is everyone keeping everyone keeping geez. pace with me. It's we're gonna find a corner and take it, uh, and then stealth again. Uh, to get out, or just get out of line of sight, so we can uh, then use to cover the shadows to uh, then make our way uh, further down. Okay, so uh, yeah, just bolting into the alleyway, then trying to lose him in the in between the buildings, basically. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, why don't we go ahead and roll initiative to see how well everyone uh, gets cracking on this plan? Not exactly in combat, but this will help keep things somewhat yeah. orderly. Yeah, nine. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, eight. Eight. All right. Good. Excellent. So uh, the NPCs and the uh, pilotless Rowan at the moment, we're just going to have them basically go on Riodan's initiative because um, that's who mm-hmm. they're sort of following along with. Uh, so. Uh, the first one to react, unfortunately, is the guard. So he starts running up, uh, and since he was fumbling with his lantern with one hand, he's gotten the light stoked up, and he's uh, he's kind of raised it, and he's gotten a slightly better look at you all now that his extra light banishes some of your conjured shadows. He reaches for a uh, chain around his neck, pulls up a whistle, and blows it. These three shrill note blasts echo out into the night air. So uh, he was jacking around with his lantern and his whistle, so he's still five, ten feet away from you all. Uh, and then it's your guys' turn. <clears throat> uh, so 
I mean the same plan, moving at pace yeah. around the corner um, with everyone. So Cloak right. wants to make sure everyone stays within his special bubble. That's uh, fine. And then, and, then uh, and I know I move a little bit faster, everyone, so he's slowing his pace to match theirs. Yeah. Um, okay, so, no problem. Then, so all of you duck into the alleyway uh, and, you know, ignoring the shouts of the guardsmen and the uh, the blasts of his whistle, you scurry down between the buildings and uh, you just want to kind of come out into the next street or do you want to try and duck to the side before? Duck to the side before. Okay. Uh, you lead your group into the alleyways and cut between two of the buildings. Uh, swinging down to the south to try and uh, keep you going in the direction you need to be going, at least generally, as well as getting out of this guard's line of sight as quickly as you can. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can hear his boots thudding against the cobblestones as he chases after you. He comes running around the corner. Uh, He gives another trio of blasts on his whistle, and... uh, he just kind of has it clenched in his teeth now, and he's drawn a sword in his other hand. Uh, so his uh, his uh, what would be his shield hand is holding up his lantern, uh, lighting his way. Uh, he is going to run kind of down the alley, pause a moment, and uh, and begin searching to see if he can discern which way you went, which is not going to be terribly difficult since you're just down one of the sides. Uh, he turns your way, and... Uh, and just sort of yells at you again around the whistle, clenched in his teeth. Stop! Uh, As he's calling to you, you hear the faint echo of more whistles uh, from down uh, down another few streets. So what would you like to do? Uh, Fuck. We can't fight him because that's just going to cost him. We got to just get away. So, so I'm certainly not right. going to be the guy to say you go on. Uh, so um, <laughs> I'm all right. Going. So okay. So why don't we go <laughs> ahead and uh, why don't we go ahead and take a page out of the chases for this? So how how yeah. is it that you guys want? To, are you just going to try and outrun him? Just flat out sprint, leave him behind? Yeah. Uh, or are you going to try and keep uh, try and keep losing him in the uh, the mazes of twisted alleys? The mazes of twisted alleys is probably our best bet because we have the spell. So that's that's right. my thought. And that's so really wanted... only going to help when you hide. But um, all right, so you have lots of corners you can try and duck around. So why don't you guys go ahead and make me uh, a? We'll call it. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that you get distance from him, and then you can try to hide. So we'll call it a strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics check. Your choice. Which one am I good at? None of them. Uh, Acrobatics. 22. 22. Nice. I have slow motion jumping onto a boat. I rolled a nat one, so that's good. Oh. So what's your total? Four. Four? All right. Uh, okay, so you were trying acrobatics. So you're like, um, Cloak, you try to cut a corner by scurrying up over a few um, barrels that are out in the back of one of these buildings and uh, mm-hmm. across a, a stack of crates. The crates, the 
Not the one that you're stepping on. That one's fine. The one it's on top of looks like it's begun to rot, and it actually crumbles and gives way under your feet and uh, topples the stack of crates and sends you sprawling onto the street, lagging you behind. Uh, The guard sprints forward, and he's basically right on top of you at this point. And uh, Riodan, you're able to put some distance. If you want to keep pushing, you can lead them a decent bit away. Yes. I'm All right. So basically, you just correct. Riodan probably isn't tracking who else is around him. He's just sort of going. So All right. So okay. So you just kind of grab the people who are around you and are just like, move your ass, and you just kind of manhandle people down the alley, around a corner, and just push for speed. And as you you take a moment and you kind of come to your senses and realize and you look back, you see you've kind of left Cloak behind. You're not exactly sure where he is. All right. Uh, So Cloak, the soldier, lowers his uh, blade towards your chest as you kind of scramble up to your feet. And uh, he lets his whistle drop out of his mouth holds his lantern up and his eyes go wide as they settle I on you. I can't lantern. <laughs> and he very obviously recognizes you. All right, you want to go ahead and strike his lantern? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking Christ! It was an 18 and then it switched to a 4. Yeah. Fucking yeah, no good. Uh, 10. No good. You can make your second attack, though. Yeah. 9. Nine. Nine is even worse, unfortunately. All right, so you strike out at him. He parries your first blow, and the second one clatters, clashes against his lantern, shatters one of the uh, the little glass panes uh, protecting the flame, but doesn't manage to snuff it. Uh, he is going to uh, sort of grunt in, uh, in, in surprise and strike back at you with his blade. Uh... He sort of growls, that's how you want to play it then, Gnome. Dead is just as good as alive. (laughs) And as he strikes in at you, you sort of spin on the ball of your foot and your cloak whips up and like, towel snaps him across the eyes. He yelps and uh, drops his sword and like clutches at his face. And, uh, and and takes a moment to, like, shake the pain and surprise off and scrabbles for his blade and makes a clumsy second swing at you. Uh, that is going to be a 22. That hits. All right. So he strikes you. Did he drop his lantern, though? He did not drop his lantern. He fumbled his sword. He, he rolled a one on the attack roll. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's having an embarrassing moment. But he does manage to redeem himself and strike you for 10 points of slashing damage. All right. Uh, so, Riodan, you can hear uh, some cries of alarm and, and pain, perhaps, uh, echoing from the streets behind you. And you hear those whistles sort of uh, calling from far away. Am I on the boat? No, 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 no! You're oh, not no, on the no, boat. Um, you guys, you guys are looking for a. Uh, you guys are looking for a uh, ent- the, entrance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That the, was like in character for eating the mushrooms. Am I on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, been like Riodan. a long day. There have been boats in other games. Riodan, why don't you make me an intelligence check real quick? See okay. what, uh, yeah, what you can put together about what's going on here. If only I wasn't. <laughs> 
a total idiot as the person. Okay, 16. <laughs> 16 is pretty good. Uh, so you, you remember that the plan was to take the same cartway's entrance that those kobolds had abducted Pola through way back when. Uh, and you actually somehow managed to remember right about where that is. So you think you could probably navigate your way there if you had to. Okay. So Follow me! Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, really at this point, Cloak has basically delayed the pursuit enough that he's not chasing you anymore. So you can all make your way out of this area and toward the entrance that you need. Uh, what I would like you to do is make me a dexterity stealth check if you're going to yeah. try and not be noticed. Okay, yeah. Uh, which I'm not great at. <laughs> are we still under a spell? Uh, you are not, because you have left Cloak no. behind, and it's got a 30-foot yeah, yeah. radius. Maybe I'm, I, this is probably the moment where Riordan's about to notice that Cloak is gone. Okay, uh, fair enough. Okay, it's actually not so bad. It's an 18. Uh, even uh, that's, that's, that's really good. Um, but I, I, if I'm far, you know, ferrying them through, I'm sort of like head-counting everyone in a way, just like checking right. that we're all here. Sure, uh, this home alone. So I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cloak! Uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, Cloak, where's Cloak? Has anyone seen Cloak? Uh, ching, 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 ching. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, then you hear, oh, ting, tang. Oh, fuck off. Shit, I am such a good friend. Uh, and I <laughs> I start heading back out to see where he is, despite uh, so you're going back. For, you're going back for Cloak, okay. He's totally uh, cool cloak, about it, but yeah, he, cloak, he can't it's stop your turn. himself. I'm attacking the lantern again. I'm using attacking the lantern player. again for the love of God. Planar warrior. Uh, let's Ooh. try again. Uh, this will be a better uh, twenty-one, I believe. Oh, um, that that I... hits the lantern. Yes. Okay, and the lantern is going to take two um, d eight damage because my sword's not on fire at the moment. Uh, it takes five ten damage. 10 damage is enough to smash the lantern. Um, roll a d10 for me, please. One. One. Okay. <laughs> you smash the lantern, and you burst open the oil reservoir in the bottom of the lantern. What you don't manage to do is snuff the wick. So the oil splashes out all over this fellow's arm, pours into the splint mail armor he's wearing, and then the shattered bits of the lantern knock out of his gauntlet, strike his arm, and he goes up. (laughs) So I am going to give him some fire damage as he screams in pain. Ouch. All right, so he catches fire um, and at the moment kind of stops paying attention to you and is panicking because he is burning. Like, how on fire is he? Like, his entire left arm, shoulder, and the front left side of his chest. I'm running. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, He is not going to take an opportunity attack because he is less concerned with you and more concerned with not burning to death at the moment. Uh, So you can, yeah, sprint away from him around the corner, and you can see Ryodan, like, (laughs) it looks like holding... Holding the rear guard now, waiting for you to show back up. So, uh, you hear as soon as I see my misty step. (laughs) 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 All right, so he vanishes in a puff of crimson smoke. Uh, you hear screams of pain and panic, and uh, and 
orange ruddy flare of light from the alleyway behind you as this poor bastard begins beating at the flames. Then you, uh, so you basically leave this poor bastard in the smoldering dust and uh, you rejoin the cultists where Riodan, um, surprisingly cloak, has gotten them moving in the right direction and kept them sort of cohesive and out of sight at the same time. No one's more surprised. You're, surprised yeah, than no one's more surprised than than he. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's go. We gotta go. Uh, and I recast uh, "Pass Without Trace." We're all going. Um, I'm not certain and, that you need to recast it. I think once the original okay. people are back in the range, I believe it. it okay, it it swells them again. Okay, stay close to me. Let's go and back into the in two right. cartways. So you're all able to slip across that last bit of street into the next block of uh, of alleyways, and uh, as far as you can tell, lose your pursuit. Uh, you hear the cries of alarm from another group of guards. You hear those kind of back and forth whistle calls, but it doesn't sound like they're heading in your direction. So you uh, slow your pace, resume your careful, stealthy approach, and you make your way down through the alleyways toward that old moss-covered stone archway that will lead you uh, into the basement with that cellar access that will take you into that section of cartways you're looking for. Um, you usher everyone down into the basement, and as uh, Riodan, as you and Cloak are getting ready to head inside, a figure comes running around the corner, and it is not the watchman who Cloak set on fire, but it is another one of the city watch, and he is holding a halberd, and he's kind of red-faced and puffing, kind of a, a, a youngish soldier, maybe uh, maybe like his late teens, maybe early 20s, and he's like, stop, stop, I found you, you're, you're under, and then there's a buzzing and a thunk, and he stops talking, and blood pours out of his mouth, and he drops hard onto his knees on the cobbled stone alleyway. And he just slumps forward with an arrow sticking out of the back of his neck. You look up, and crouched on the roof, the kind of the pinnacle of a steepled roof at the end of the alley, is a, a figure in a dark grayish-green cloak. And there's these gleaming eyes shining out from inside the hood. These little red pinpricks of light. It's holding a long come with us? <laughs> Tilts its head to the side, holds up one hand, and the, uh, the moonlight shining from behind it shows it looks almost skeletal until you realize it's constructed. It's some sort of dark stained wood, black iron, and it just sort of raises its hand in salute or farewell. Its fingers click closed and it just sort of turns and drops out of sight on the other side of the roof. As it does, an owl swoops out of the night, spreads its wings, and follows it. Wait. I think that was my guardian angel. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> can I can I roll perception on the owl? Uh, you can try with disadvantage. Okay, I will do this. That is a nine. A nine. Looked like an owl, man. Okay. God damn it. I know who that was. I know who that was. You're so smart. All right. So uh, with the the steaming, bloodied corpse of this poor guard kid bleeding out into the alleyway, you make your way down into the cartways. It's as good a way to do it as any other. Come on. 
That could have gone terribly. Jesus, what the fuck? Where's that going to arm? Just roll the like, I don't know how he noticed us. We were quiet as fuck. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> someone gave us away, but uh well, I just think it's wrong here I glare at clink clink. Hey, I came so, back uh, for you. This is all, all this conversation is happening as you make your way out and through. Uh, the the yeah. dark network of tunnels you find uh, eventually leads you outside the walls near the dwarf gate, and you're able to slip away into the night and into the forest surrounding the city. Hooray! So, uh, we're going to... Uh, well, we're going to deal with how you're how you're planning to get north at this point. <clears throat> Your plan was to meet up at Obersteinau, the mining town. Uh, which is a fair bit. It's about a full day's travel, uh, uh, two days travel north. Um, is that by foot think or by boat? By foot. The boat okay. will probably be you there. I'm not walking yeah. it. Now, your plan was to meet up at the town, not before, or? Uh, at the town. Yeah. At the okay. Town. At the prancing pony. All right. It must have designated some kind of Fuck house, we could all go meet at. <laughs> well, we need to we need to establish a new fuck house. I mean, they better have one. That's that's for starters. Or I'm not staying. I mean, well, I live in Zobek almost exclusively for that. And well, I mean, it's a it's a mining town. Miners, I mean, you know, right. So, uh, what you're what you're following along now, uh, Cloak and Riodan, is the Great North Road, and this is the one that will eventually lead you to Shadowcrag if you take that that sidetrack, which you're not planning to, so it'll take you on past it. But it actually runs through the very westernmost edge of the Margrave Forest. Uh, you've taken this road before. You remember it's the one where it felt strangely close and quiet with the, uh, mm. the trees growing up over the road and almost creating this strange archway, almost like a vaulted ceiling over it, where, uh, where uh, you, you uh, made your way up to Shadowcrag uh, so long ago now. Cloak, did you want to take the road, or were you worried about people going to find us? We could take the road for the most part. We just gotta scout and keep our eyes out. Uh, I mean, right. Like, luckily on the roads, like we'll be able to see uh, the front and back of us fairly easy, and hear anyone coming up fairly fast. Like if there's a galloping, you know, and we can kind of see what's going on. But yeah. The road should be fine. Uh, it should. Uh, they should think that we're hiding around in the city uh, currently. So, with any luck. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a little bit about that. I'll. Uh, we can all get them to take watches, and you know, we'll. So the uh, the road itself is fairly well traveled. Um, it's a besides the river. It is probably the most. Um, one of the most traveled trade and uh, and just travel arteries uh, into Zobek since it connects to the Northern Kingdoms. Are you wanting to travel along the road or are you going to want to off-road it? Actually, we can off-road it a little bit because uh, we're not phased by, since we're with me, uh, traveling, traveling right. that route uh, yep. won't be that bad. So do you want to travel through the Margrave itself or kind of skirt away from the... Skirt away. Okay. So you can basically cut to the western side of the road and into some of those uh, some of those wooded areas over there and and leave the Margrave for when you're feeling you know 
when you have more of your your crew together just in case yeah uh all right so um tilly and landis your plan uh let's see as you guys are sailing northward and uh you kind of clear away from the city pola is going to look at you tilly and she's going to say well you um i suppose you're going to be heading away from zobek for a while then right Hi, I mean, we're clearly not welcome there, so we'll have to make our way. I mean, I, I know we've pulled you far enough away from Zobek and your businesses there and whatnot, but we have to go to Oberstein now. For now, would you, would you want to venture there with us, or do you need your business to, to handle nervously? I, I can go with you as far as Oberstein now, I think, and then uh, I might return to Zobek from there. Hi. Well, I appreciate all the help you've given me. I, I definitely, I per- personally, I, I'm just glad to be back on the water, to be honest. And I guess our plan is to go north. So if, if you feel a change of heart once we're in Oberstein, I, I will welcome your company as always. But clearly, that's well, we'll see. She, uh, she says um, and kind of, yeah. I'm so sorry. I want to. The, the only chance I feel like this whole campaign to get to use my magical trinket is is now. So as she's talking to, um, <laughs> sorry, I just got really excited because I remember. That's okay. But, um, so she's talking to Paula. She's like taking this trinket, and I guess I don't really know how to make it guide us. Maybe whispering into it. Maybe. Sure. Rubbing like a magic lip? I don't know. Because, I mean... So, I'm trying to remember what the form it took. It was like, um... Do you remember? It was a... Yeah, it was a clasp or a ring on her beard that was forged right. from... Yeah, the magical hammer from her dad. So, right, right. Uh, and it basically... What was the uh, what was the thing that it... Do you remember the effect of it? It was to help guide us on water. Essentially a, right. a, a guide for travel, but only on water. Right, it was essentially a compass, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you, um... All right, so, what, what, no, let's, let's, let's take it this way. What are you thinking about, or how are you, what are you wanting it to guide you towards? I mean, North is home, so... Sure. Even if we're stopping at Oberstein now, I feel like the, the warmth of getting back into the cool and then back closer to home, even if it's only a day's travel, is enough to make her get excitable towards using this to to help guide back. Sure. Even though it's not back. Back, but. but you're thinking of like home, the Northlands home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, you're thinking of home as you uh, as you sort of touch this uh, steel rough hammered ring around your beard and uh, you can feel this faint but definite tug sort of drawing you. To start to kind of hum a little bit of a, like a victory tune for people. Very good. All right. Uh, so you are going to have the easiest time of it. Since you're on the water, you're going to make much better time. Uh, and you're just basically, if all goes well, just going to drift right on up with the current and the and the wind, right on up to Oberstynau. Uh, the rest of yous <laughs> are, are basically roughing it through the, the deep forest and, and mud and muck and sticks. 
wild animals and all that fun stuff. Into the wild. So Cloak is loving it. Right, yeah. Cloak's Cloak happy is happy as pig and shit. Did you have anything that you were wanting to do while you were on the way toward Obersteinau? I know you had a couple uh, of things you were kicking around. Uh, I want I want to train uh, the sex workers in basic force survival and uh, her like Kaj on her crew and um, I want to because uh, uh, I don't know how long they're going to be with us. Um, so if they're going to dip out uh, as soon as we get to Obersteinau. Um, or uh, what what the case may be, uh, we still haven't figured that out yet. But at least like and train them in like basic combat, and then they can spar um, with uh, um, sheep weapons with Puff Puff uh, because Puff Puff's probably more on their level. Puff Puff can't exactly fight them with weapons though. Like she'll be trying to bite them and stuff. No, she had butts them. That's how she fights. Like, okay. That's how we train. She had butt me, and then like I had like, and I would always like have my sheep sword and not hit her but like you know tap her okay so it'll be maybe not as effective as having uh you know if they're trying to learn how to use weapons uh as having another person using a weapon to to spar with them but it'll it'll get the job done i'll do Um, do it from time to time but uh um, i want to see their combat capabilities against pup pup okay uh, their combat capabilities, I can just go ahead and let you know that right now, are non-existent. They are garbage. These are, all of them, commoners. <laughs> so uh, Kaja is a little bit cooler than a commoner, but not by much. Um, okay. So, I mean, most of them look extremely uncomfortable, even in the leather armor you gave them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they're just constantly fiddling with it. They're not wearing it quite right. Like, obviously, it's uncomfortable and pinching and, and rubbing them in ways that they're not handling. It's... You have you have some work cut out for you. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, c- come on. And then like I take I, I, I line them all up and I was like, okay, hold on. And then I start like fixing their armor. Sure. And then I'm like, then you roll like this, and then you put the strap over there, and then you got like this, and then you yeah, I don't know how you put your armor on backwards. Okay. Um uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll work on you more. Um but and then like kinda do like uh basic uh, combat maneuvers with simple weapons and like showing them you know my daggers and throwing them and all that kind of stuff but that's so, like two days yeah so like this is stuff that you're doing kind of when you're making camp and and that sort of deal um since you have mm-hmm. basically two days of hard travel ahead of you so over the course of two days or so you're able to avoid uh most of the you're, you're able to avoid the hazards that you run into along the way certain wild animals some uh some some natural hazards that you need to, to swing around like a, a crumbling uh, hillside that you don't want to try and risk climbing um your your survival skills are sharp enough to be able to to deal with such uh, such petty threats um and as you are let's see it's probably Probably getting right up on towards evening of the second day, uh, you all break from the woods and you find yourselves rolling up into some foothills where these uh, sort of granite and limestone crags are jutting up out of the ground and you can see smoke from cooking fires up ahead. And a short time later, you can see the lights of a town burning in the distance. And uh, you find yourselves finally at the mining town of Obersteinau. You see the uh, the sunset glittering on the river that wends its way nearby, where the the town is sort of built on the, on the side of it. 
I imagine yeah. I just look at Riordan and I was like, look, Rosu, and there's like mud and dirt on him. And he's like, <laughs> twigs in my hair somehow. Yeah. He's like falling yeah. into a river somewhere. <laughs> like, this is horrible. All of this was horrible. I should have taken that fucking boat. Ugh. Fine. What Are we here? Is it now? over? Is this. Oh, this is, is over the place? Yeah. Oh right. They have so you things. make your way in. Uh, you find your way to, um, let's see, you guys didn't even have, like, any means of coordinating where you were going to meet or anything like that, did you? Um, Obersteinau is not a larger, prosperous town, so I'd say it really only has one not god-awful inn or tavern. Um, so when you all bedraggled, mosquito-bitten... <laughs> caked in mud, bedecked in sticks and bruises and blisters. It just drag yourselves into the warmth of this candle and torchlit tap room. You can hear some music. You hear conversation and laughter as these miners have wound down the last of their day and are, uh, are unwinding. Uh, and you can see that uh, Tilly and Landis and... Uh, uh, are set up over on a table of their own. You can see there are a cadre of kobolds, some humans, and a few dwarves who all have uh, tankards in front of them, and several of them are in the middle of upending their beers, and you can see that uh, Tilly is in the middle of a serious drinking contest with these miners. Like, half-drunken, uh, she's trying to teach him, like, a song. It goes... And then you tell the table that the table is yours, and then you flip the table, and she's like singing, and it's really bad. And it's just uh, one, one of the kobolds starts banging its tankard on the table and goes, "No, bad music, more beer." Things louder. Um, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, they fucking did. You know why? Because they took a boat. No, the, no, they took a boat. So, actually, Dan, that brings up a, a great question. On the way in, did, did I see any boards with wanted posters on it? You did not. Okay. I like no that. No one wants us anymore, Cliff. <laughs> well, not here. <sighs> where, where's Landis? <laughs> Landis, Landis is yeah, up against Landis? the wall. Landis is, has asked the bartender for um, some fresh, clean bar rags and is up against the bar, like, trying to polish all of the dirty, gross ocean lake, river, whatever we were on, air off of his beautiful beautiful metal body that he doesn't I go, I go over to the bar dirty. I go over to the bar to order a massive alcohol, please. Hello, Landis <laughs> Hey, Ria Dan What are you All right. Why are you doing that? Uh, yeah, Ria Dan As far as you can tell, Landis is just polishing and polishing and polishing his spotless Gearforged body. <laughs> like Landis is a, everyone's slowly realizing running. that Landis might be like a little neurotic and and have a bit of a, a problem because he uh, can't stop yeah, now. Landis, <laughs> let, let's uh, be real. Landis was on a boat on a river for like one good solid day, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Landis, I'm not sure I'm entirely comfortable you just rubbing one out here. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll try, to, I'll try to stop. I'm just, just very dirty and 
there was I don't I don't know is that was it salt water was there salt it feels like there was salt in the water on the air around well, the boat on the probably in the water no no we're inland all right that's fresh water you, you can drink that are you are you sure are you, I don't know I don't drink I things know, yeah. why are you guys so mean to me <laughs> we probably comes in with our arm around cloak you should have seen. You should have seen him on the water. I mean, if you would have, it was. Wait, motor oil? I think we all need to get as drunk as Tilly is. Speaking of, there's a thunk and a slide as a massive pewter tankard is pushed across the the bar towards you with uh, just chock full of foaming beer, sort of spilling down the side. I, I glug at it greedily. <laughs> All right, you—it's uh, the most delicious thing you have ever tasted. Second most delicious thing you have ever tasted. You after are, uh, through the through the, the wilderness with cloak. You dwarves are really onto something with this beer thing, Tilly. I have to say, well played to you and yours. Well played. Um, I, I look at Kasia and all them. I was like, "Are you guys hungry? Thirsty? What, what's going on?" They, oh, they all know that. Oh, yes, yes please. Uh, they came with us. They, yeah, can you, can you not... just get a, a lot of meat and cheese and bread? And... Yes, these ladies need a lot of meat. <laughs> it's funny because they're... Oh, right, uh, yeah, and... new lives. It doesn't take very long, does it, Thor of Anil? I mean... You, uh, Rio then gets a, gets a chorus of eye rolls as they, uh, they go and find a table and uh, right. you put the order in. Uh, so, in short... Uh, in just a short short amount of time, food and drink is brought out for everyone who wants it, so you can settle into the warm comfort of the inn, uh, have a hot meal, some cold drink, and uh, and feel civilized for the first time and you don't even remember how long we had mm. oh my god, this is so much more depraved in some ways than the wilderness. All the right ways that that place is depraved. It's... Uh... Really, I mean, when you're out in the wild, he's just like obviously drunk, talking to people about how he's such a great ranger and adventurer. Probably talking to local minor minor town boys and girls who he's trying to hit on, telling them all about how he's such a brave adventurer. Like the last thing he should be doing right now. This is Pippin, right. where he's like, you know, oh, it's the hobbits, yeah, you know, I know this. All right, uh, why don't you make me a charisma check, and you could make that a persuasion if you like. Yeah, let's do that. It's plus seven. Bit more like it. Uh, there's a twenty-four. Oh Jesus! All right, so you collect a rapt audience of locals listening to your stories and asking questions, and they are just drinking up your words as much as they are the beer. Mm. Uh, in fact, so you're actually, the rest of your drink for the night is uh, taken care of by your groupies and actually your first night's stay is covered as well. Wow. I come over at one point, guys, I'm so popular here. We should have been here this whole time. Everyone thinks I'm great. They finally recognize me for ah, what a cool guy. I, and I look just like super fucking drunk. The loser guy who's come back to college when he's like twenty five. You know, like I, I just—it's a big hit, big hit, guys. If if your plate armor had a collar, it'd be popped right now. (laughs) (laughs) The call is definitely popped. (laughs) Oh God! All right. 
So uh, Riordan has himself a wonderful evening. Uh, your choice if you decide uh, that your room is covered because someone invites you to theirs or if someone just goes ahead and buys you a stay. You can. Uh, you all have a delightful night's rest. You sleep in beds. You, you, you know, Tilly and Landis, you guys are, you, you've been here. You're, you're old hat here. <laughs> Where, uh, the of- so uh, the uh, Kaja's group, uh, mm-hmm. Are they, are they, how many rooms are available? There's enough to accommodate all of you. They'll have to, they'll have to group up, but. Okay. Uh, I, I help them assist them and like, I would talk through with them throughout the night and eat with them and like drink water and stuff like that. Sure. Okay. Okay. And feed no prop problem. up. Oh, of course. Right. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, you all uh, you all have a, a lovely night's rest and uh, can regroup in the morning and figure out how you want to proceed from here. Uh, so, Cloak, I know you were talking about wanting to train people. That's going to take a while. Are you guys planning on spending some time just kind of laying low in Obersteinau before moving on? Or what's your, what's your plan there? Well, okay. Logically, no, uh, because we're only two days away from Sobek. Um, so it's not, it's not wise, but either a, we buy a bigger boat, uh, which I don't know if that exists here. Um, and so like sell the boat that we have and, or like trade it in and then pay the difference. Um, when I bet I know someone with a big boat now. Who? Have you made a friend that has a big boat? (laughs) A lot of people said that they had boats last night. It seemed to became a competition to impress me. Uh, I think we were talking about Are you sure Uh, that isn't some sort of minor bedroom? Now that I think about it, it almost certainly wasn't boats that we were talking about, but uh, it nonetheless seemed important at at the time. Uh, I'm really, really hungover, guys. To be honest. Oh, how I've missed this. Hey... (laughs) I did basically nothing for two whole days there in the woods where you were teaching people how, showing them your daggers as if they would suddenly be as good as we were. And, uh, no, they, I thought they were rubbish, to be honest. I didn't want to say it at the time, but I, it was. You know, they're like right there. (laughs) Pathetic. Oh, guys, uh, it was very good. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I was just impressed that you, you know, you tried. And uh, sometimes, even if you try and fail, uh, it's still a little disappointing, but in a good way, you know? Yeah. uh, (laughs) Some breakfast, maybe. Boats, yes. Still a boat. This is. I'm sorry, was this, is this the next morning? I missed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so probably at this time, Landis, like, f- like, opens the door to the place. Like, he's just coming back in, like, not from his room, but from outside. And he's whistling, and he's happy, and he's bouncing a little bit in steps. And um, you can see he's got a little bag with him. And uh, he went out and found a store that he could buy a few gears at and some oil. And now he's very happy. <laughs> Excellent. Good morning, everybody. How'd you sleep? Tilly's gonna smell him. I smell like grease. Right, I know. It smells, it's good, right? I love that smell of fresh grease. You lost that one squeak you had. Are you proud of you? 
mean, it didn't take Thank much work. Thank you very much. I, I work very hard to keep myself in tip-top shape. I appreciate you noticing. Lattice, I, are... you're quite loud. <clears throat> I'm just sensitive oh. right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you drank you too much, didn't you? Had nah. a, a bolt to deal with all night. It's really, really good. What is Edwin? Just feel awful now. Uh, he should be with you. Is he? Uh, Edwin, you around? Yes. Oh, hey, buddy. He's here uh, somewhere. A, like a um, a rib bone drops out of the rafters and plops off of <laughs> Tilly's head. <laughs> Oh, he's up there. She saves the bone for beer. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, she says, she looks at uh, Reed and quietly whispers, "So what are we? What are we? I mean, we can't stay here very long. I mean, as as quickly right. as we can travel, it's still pretty, pretty far." Um. So I think we get another boat, and she gets loud again. Uh, I like the other boat thing as well. Honestly, I'm not sure I could boats? do that many more times. Do we? Like, no boat. We don't. We don't have to take a we'll, boat. I'm sure there's we'll another find, way. No, we'll find one with the with the with a you know inside, or you can lay down on the bed, you know, and under under the mass, so you don't have right. to get the water. Those ones are good. That makes mm. you not see. Okay. What about? <laughs> As an alternative, we don't take a boat and we get a something else instead. A, like a, a cart. Like a land boat. Uh, a right, land yes. boat, yeah. Uh, exactly. Like a land boat. They make those, yeah. right? Uh, carts. I'll even pull yeah. it. I'm very strong. You want to pull uh, a cart with us in it. I don't right. want to, but if I just can we means not maybe just be like Tilly nudges no I, I like Landis' plan, honestly. <laughs> well, technically, That's we good. can take both vehicles if we wanted to. You could cart us to the boat, maybe, Landis. I mean, <laughs> just sort of hand pull us. That's very classy. Very classy. Maybe you take the boat and I'll walk next to the boat on the shore. But you'd have to be walking really fast and over water. I I will get a, a land boat cart. I think what uh, I think we just swimming, we can no. just sit and go by land. I honestly the nagging and the complaining and the groaning and the grunting and the obsceneness and the awful that just over a day of the travel with you is enough. So we can we can go wow. by land. But I just want to build a boat. Thank you. Wow. So the plan is to. That was Thanks, honest, Tilly. Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> Very honest. <laughs> Landis like puts his head down and he goes, "Fine, we could take a boat." Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I like, felt a little bit the... bad there for him. It weird. Is, it, is that boat not special to you? I mean. It's very large, and I did I did buy it. Come down here. Uh, no, we can sell it if you'd like. I mean, a little pocket change. It's only one of Tilly's last remaining collections on we Earth. Could, we could go another town upwards, buy a larger boat, and then take the river even further north. Like, 
She's okay. just like so, travel plans now. All the taverns with all the ale is like. Why don't we head down to the docks and see if there's anyone selling? Well, buy. So yeah. Become... So, so your plan is your plan is to try and buy a, a, a larger vessel. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we. In the yeah, yeah, preferably one uh, with a, an indoor cabin. The 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 boat you have, the keel boat, has a cabin. Just you know, not enough to accommodate it's just, everybody. It's really cramped with bear. I, uh, bear. Bigger cabin. <laughs> Where is? I'm talking Where yacht. <laughs> I love Bear's that. Bear's been in the corner the that whole is time. The Where is Bear? Word there is. I have a yacht. Everyone yes. loves it. It's so See, cool. Bandan and Landis are on the same page. Don't worry about that. Much better than a boat. Yeah. Where are you leaving Bear while you're in the tavern? I guess stable the boat. Very very precariously and nervous stable master. Okay. Don't worry. He sleeps a lot. It's, it's, it'll be fine. All right. Was the bear on our so, wanted posters? Just don't give him honey. Was yet. not. The bear was okay, not good. on your wanted no, poster. Mi- no mention of bear. Okay, good. No mention of bear. Might be a dead bear <laughs> into the room, but the, the inn owner here isn't the same as the dancing bear back in Zobek. Not a big fan of the bears in the tavern, I learned. <laughs> it's just nothing at all. Yeah. Very old, you know. Head to the docks. So uh, yeah, uh, you can you can head down to the docks now. I don't know how much money you all have kicking around between you, but if you're looking to upgrade to something like a sailing ship, um, that is going to require a fair amount of uh, investment of some sort. How much is that? The general cost for such a thing is about ten thousand gold pieces. Uh, Do they finance? We have those gold ingots. <laughs> no, right, well, that's, okay. that's that's just kind of the the standard or average. You might be able to you might be able to negotiate down. Boat. You might you might be able to get a little yeah. bit of a better deal. You can sell your boat to to earn a little back. Sure. Uh, How much is Tilly's yeah. boat worth? You can probably sell it for if you if you drive a decent deal, fifteen hundred. Okay, so that takes us down to like eighty five hundred. Um, mm-hmm. I better go. I don't know how much money that. Glass had on him. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, wow! wow. <laughs> I, I imagine. I imagine Glass is like quite the philanthropist and like donated all of his money to like local charities. <laughs> He was so giving all the time. He probably spent uh, quite a bit in his research and studies, but uh, but like uh, I mean, he probably still had that share from the the split of the gold that you found in the coffin. So mm. that was the, um, like two k a pop. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, and then the seven thousand we got from. Landis uh, is pretty flush right now. Just saying. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Oh, someone's making a jingling noise. What's that over there? <laughs> I I always make jingling noises. That's nothing. Oh, no, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you greased and buffed that out. Actually, All technically, right. Edwin has my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Most of it. Uh, but I mean... You all were there when Landis got paid. There were thousands of gold pieces that changed hands. 
Well, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, they might be worth that amount I mean, of money. If you want your own sleeping quarters, you're gonna have to, or else it's sleeping with me again. I don't know if, uh... if we can get a boat of high enough caliber, meaning a yacht that has quarters that will keep me from moving around too much, I'd be willing to chip in a, a decent portion. But we can't spend all of our money. We don't. We don't know how long we're going to be gone, or how we're going to get more. Could we maybe just rent a boat? This is why we should buy a <laughs> land boat. <laughs> They're cheap. Rent a yacht. A land boat. Well, okay. There's five of us, <laughs> a horse. including including six of Kaja's crew. Uh, so that's eleven mm-hmm. people. Yep. Plus bear. Plus puff puff. It's also expensive to traffic people, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> in the sense that we're trying to move them from oh, one okay. place, and we're not in that well, line of business. Obviously. Well, I was like, this is not a slave trade. What are we doing? We're well, still trafficking have you, them. Have you have you talked to them this morning? Do they have a plan of where they want to go or what they want to be? Oh, I'm they, uh, <laughs> they are. Um... We could just traffic ourselves. Yeah. Hello, Kasha. <laughs> uh, hello. What would you like from life? Hello, cloak. Uh, she says, so... uh, looking more put together now that she's had a bath and she'd like to live in a, a hot meal. <laughs> slept in a <laughs> slept in a bed. What do you guys want to do? Well. As I said before, as long as we can get safely, um, you know, away, uh, we can probably make our own way. That's fine. Um, We probably need to get a little bit farther up the road or the river. I don't don't think we can stay here for very long. If we get a bigger boat, you can come with us. We're not adventurers. I mean, you could be. So uh, she kind of looks at the others and um, they, they look at you and they're like, uh, they, they seem dubious, but Kaja says, well, I suppose if you needed crew for the boat, there are ways we could make ourselves useful in exchange for pay. Now I think we definitely are doing sex trafficking, if that happens, right? That's are we, are we definitely a probably a crime. She, uh, she, her, her brows kind of pinch together, and she says, "We can worry about your little flights of fancy later. For now, maybe we'll just try and figure out how we're going to survive." I mean, it does take hands to sail a larger boat. Sounds good. Let's talk later. Yeah. I mean, if you're Do getting you a larger, want to be on a boat. <laughs> Uh, she just kind of shrugs and says, at this point, I'm happy to go somewhere where I'm not going to be hanged. Would you be willing to carry a land boat? I have no idea what that is or what that means. <laughs> it's a boat that washed up on shore and she watched Then no. It. Absolutely No, not. like one of those uh, cart thingies that people carry. <laughs> oh, that's what you've been talking about this whole time? <laughs> like, like a <laughs> rickshaw? <laughs> I thought you were talking about actual boats. You're like, I'm so strong, I can pull boats on land. Look at me, land boat. I don't know 
know what those things are called. The ones where there's four people and then you carry a couple people inside. Oh, there, so, things like so that are usually called like, a, a rickshaw. A rickshaw? <laughs> need, like, Do you want to carry a rickshaw? No, not particularly. <laughs> Dang it. Look, I think boats on the table uh, as, as a good option, but uh, as for All paying right. for it, I mean, uh, if you want a co-ownership off the boat, then I think that would be fair. Uh, I don't... So if we were able to sell the boat, they would get some profits, right? right? They're putting in hard manual labor. Now, hear me out. Seriously, fuck boat, right? So the brothel will be a traveling brothel. Oh, I'll be willing to teach you guys how to talk to them to sail a boat if, if you're willing to pull your weight on it. Because it's going to be a large operation to go up. I don't even know the next village we need to, to check on our maps for. for I mean, I, I, how I'm long just saying. Journey. I've it's a, so... I've never thought of that before, but now it's the only thing I can think about, and it's my favorite thing I've ever heard. I think okay. <laughs> look, this is this is what I'm saying. We pull in the port, and then you know we have brothel boat, right? Fuck boat. Sailors right? on leave. Yeah, and then we go do our thing. They could stay docked, and they make money all the time. That makes us income. And then they Kaja, can would you like provide. to continue being a sex worker, or would you like to do something else with your life? Because I feel like Cloak is railroading you into a life you haven't agreed to. I'm just like I said, let's, let's go ahead and figure out how we're going to survive and feed ourselves, and then we can start getting entrepreneurial. But if you're all looking to buy into being ship owners and you're going to need crew, then I have people that need to earn a living. So maybe that can be a way to move forward. Question? Now, Dan, Dan, question. Like, are we talking about buying a full-sized ship? Because that's that's a thing that can be done. Yeah. It Doing sounds fancy. Yes. Uh, uh, fuck yacht. Uh, I mean, uh, as a as a group. Where's our next town to stop? And how long does the travel need to be? If it's another couple of days, then we can go by land. But if it's longer than that, then we need to go by water and we need to have a big boat to company everybody. So. I mean, you know, that that more or less depends on where you're trying to get to. Uh, you're trying, I, if you're I trying to like, get... Are there only like forts Sorry. and things on, on the way up the river and then ruins? <laughs> where's the next town? Yeah, so... Yeah, it's I hard, mean, huh? Yeah. So what you're sailing through, what, what you're traveling through right now are the Iron Crag Cantons and the, the border with the Blood Kingdom. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of forts, and you'll notice that there aren't any real towns in the Iron Crags because the dwarves of the Cantons don't do towns. Those are pretty much all forts or castles and strongholds where they all mm -hmm. live. So those are essentially dwarf cities. Obertal, which is just north of you at this point, um, that is actually an outpost of the Griffin Knights of Zobek. So that's like, uh, that's kind of like a, a frontier. That's like, we, that's yeah, a state police station more. out from, yeah. <laughs> so nah, we're just going to sail right on by that one. <laughs> no, but your next... <laughs> uh, we all so... will <laughs> just be hiding. The boat is empty. <laughs> <laughs> just bear out front. <laughs> pop, pop, pop in this crow's nest, like looking around. <laughs> so, uh, looking at the next place you're likely to stop along the river is going to be Canton Grissel, um, also known as the Black Canton. Uh, it is sort of a uh, outpost 
against the Blood Kingdom. So they are uh, they are some hard bitten dwarves who uh, who are are basically on the frontier lines where the undead are starting to show up. Okay, two questions. Number one, how long's the journey? And number two, would I know that since this is pretty much the route we took down? You would know that, yeah. Since this is the this is the way you came. Uh, how far is it? It's gonna be. It's actually a fair way. Uh, let me check here using this handy dandy distance measuring tool on the map. Uh, all right, so it is about 130-ish miles uh, by river to Grisal. So um, it depends on what you're sailing. If you're sailing your keelboat, Tilly, um, it's probably going to be a, a, a two full days of sailing. I, I, so Tilly essentially will explain this to Party, knowing the route that she came in. That the closest city or fort really beyond this, other than us, pretty much getting caught, will be the Black Fortress. Wonder for dwarven people there, just grizzled the law, get out, great, great stuff. But uh, it's gonna be a couple of days unless we upgrade it. Now, uh, it's you know, much longer trip if you're going overland. <clears throat> and also, also that uh, that two-ish days that assumes you're sailing round the clock with different watches, uh, yeah. different shifts sailing. Um, so if you have to stop, you never know how much rain on the road. It could be so many more days. How how fast is a big sailboat? Now, if you guys were to kick all the way up to a full-size sailing ship, then that is different. Then you're probably looking at. Uh, if it's like fully crewed, you could be there in a little over a day. So really, really the river time is really full little. of rain. But well, well, if you're inside the whole the rain for like a day, just like relax, have massage or eat or just <laughs> massage. <laughs> Polish okay. my iron. Okay. Polish okay, my let's iron. Have, Got it. Let's have a serious question. How much money does everyone have? Including, how much including, the bolts, including the current bolt's value, it's about 3000 Um Okay. D- Dan, can you check your Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Give me a second and I'll tell you. <laughs> I can't. We could also just, you know, steal the launch. Right? No. Uh, no. I would have to giving us his boat. <laughs> Just say, oi, mate, if you don't give us his boat at a good discount, then we'll secret you know. messages between Birdie and the DM. Secret I mean, know your business. Tilly nudges over Atlantis. He looks like a good haggler. He does, so I'm sure we can get a discount. Let me look at him. He'll be super motivated. Sleep with them as well and get us an extra discount. Yeah, I don't mind. I know. I mean, the better the boat, the quicker the travel. Winks. Doesn't matter who it is. I mean, I would, I would prefer not to deal with rain. At least with a boat, we could go inside. That's why you promise I don't have to be on deck at all. As long as we have all of these people, and she gestures at the large party of. Maybe former sex workers, probably current sex workers. Maybe if all of these people decide that they want to help us run the crew, you probably don't have to pull any ships on the crew. You can just stay on them. 
Well, I think we should pay okay. them. It depends on how much money we have left over. Or of what we can make out of it, you know? I only got... Okay, so you have 3,000. That's it. Other belly. We'll worry about that. But, uh... So, <laughs> I'll throw in 1,000. I spent a lot of money on... Uh... A lot of things for... Uh, how much money did you spend on those things? On the people? Um, probably a good 400 gold. Um... I think you had way more than 400 gold. I did, but then I spent my money on Dan. Oh, we got that spider. And then, uh... Yes. There was a lot oh. of gold spent on the on the clockwork spider. Yeah. So, I, I I'd be willing to invest 2,000 gold pieces. So if you're willing to invest less than I then then you have to pull longer shifts on the crew, that's all I'm saying. When I say I'm willing to invest 2,000 gold pieces, I mean I own 2,010 gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I only, I only have 400 gold left over after that, well, like, four and a half hundred gold. Um, and so my plan was to, like, work on, like, you know, giving them money and then supplying the ship. Well, at this rate, we only have about 6,000 gold. That's not really enough. Maybe we could buy a really shitty big boat, you know? Like an old hunk of well, junk, but it's still big. What about Landers? Uh, Edwin is hiding in the rafters, and I haven't had a chance to count my goals. I... I, I could give you a ballpark figure, but I'm not 100% certain. I like the the lantern of revealing and shine it up in the raptors to find Edwin. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, okay. I mean, I, I you, think so I you, know. You pull out the... Um, <laughs> you uh, Again, I would have to re-watch the first time you yeah. talked to Greymark and when he contracted you, because that would... Yeah, that that didn't get well, written down I, apparently. So no, I mean, so I know that you said he gave me five hundred dollars or five hundred gold for the retainer, and right. I got that. And then when he came back, you said he threw four times. I think you said four times that amount down in gold. So I think that's like twenty five hundred, right? Or is my math crazy? I would I, I would have to go back and double check. I actually think it was more than that that he paid you for, oh, okay. for completion okay. of your your contract. Um, I won't argue with that then. I'll have to. I do know that I have diamonds and uh, gems uh, worth 500. You do. You do. Until you look at Rowan. Uh, Does Rowan. Do we know how much Rowan's gold is? Do we um, know if she would want to even volunteer any money? I have no idea. That Um, we would have to uh, probably get some buy in. So uh, I, I go in the bag of holding and I pull out uh, Glass's bag and uh, right. I look for. So you gold. pulled out, you you pulled out the um, the heart of flame and activated it. Right. So this oh, yeah. azure light fills uh, spills out from this black iron lantern when you open the the hoods. And uh, Landis, I think this might be the first time you've seen this thing. So in this in this black wrought iron lantern. Um, kind of 
a, a little dangerous, but also kind of beautiful looking. It's very strange. Inside is this pure sapphire flame. And the way it burns, you can see that it's not actually burning the wick or anything inside there. It's just kind of sitting on this little iron cup or brazier inside uh, inside the, the lantern itself. And it looks almost liquid. It's very strange looking. And so Cloak whispers something and this piercing blue light shines out throughout the, uh, the common room of the inn. This draws uh, several murmurs of surprise and you can hear voices raising as people kind of look around and see what the hell's going on um and does he's staring like up the into one, the rafters does it look like the one i threw off the cart on the in the first episode of the season or is it, it does different? not no completely okay. different completely different okay. um you probably would have noticed it on glass's pack when they when you guys recovered that stuff from the library oh i've been kind of i hang, held it before it just wasn't on yeah. Yeah, you've never you've never seen it uh, ignited or opened or whatever. Right. All right. So as this bright, piercing blue light flares out into the room, Cloak is looking up into the rafters, and the light, as it falls across Edwin, he becomes visible. So there's this imp who's kind of gnawing on uh, like a turkey leg up in the <laughs> up in the rafters, kind of um, just like looks down like uh, somebody lit a weird lantern, crazy, and then goes back to eating. Edwin. Ah, what? No, it's here. So, uh, you call out to Edwin. He drops the turkey leg, which bops some, uh, some bar goer on the head and uh, draws a curse and he starts like looking around to see what in the hell just hit him and he starts looking around like somebody threw a turkey uh, leg at him. I just missed Edwin. Uh, okay, so Edwin is like shrinking back into the uh, the rafters as the bar all sort of follow Cloak's talking and his gaze and then hear Edwin's voice. They all start looking up and as they do, there's a <laughs> popping sound popping in a suck and Edwin is gone. Damn it, Cloak, you can't do that. He's not welcome here. What are you talking about? He's an imp. No, they're all over the place. No, they're not. (laughs) Do you think you could get him to form shift again into some sort of like... Yeah, I would have done that if I'd have had time. I didn't know Cloak was going to shine a light on him that made him completely visible to everybody here. (laughs) Oh, hey, this is the the, the heart of flow. This is what it does. Not to mention, I think you nearly killed Raven with your light. That is obnoxious. Please, (laughs) Tenor, come on. Uh, so uh, there is quite a bit of attention on Cloak and your table now, and you can hear a lot of murmuring amongst the uh, the morning crew. Although at this point, you can see several of the miners are, are begrudgingly starting to get up and drag themselves out for their shift. Would I would I know a few of them after singing and dancing and drinking? Oh, sure, yeah. He's yeah, like totally. wishing well for their work day. Good luck with you. Don't break a leg. Don't really, really don't break a leg. Have a good, just good day, everybody. Trying to shoo them out. Okay, so you can kind of run some inter- you run some interference on a good chunk of the miners because they've gotten to know you. They've drunk with you for a couple of nights running now, so you're basically family, uh, and uh, and that is enough to pull 
at least some of the attention off of Cloak and the magic lantern he's waving around. Um, like, Cloak, Cloak, turn that off! I don't, okay, We're making a scene! I'm making a scene? I wasn't the one having a boat off last night. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, someone really paranoid, that wasn't a great idea because you might worry about that now. You know, people probably recognized us. <clears throat> so, are you able to know where he is? Like, look, look in his look in his eyes. Look the oh, yeah, is he okay? Like you mentioned before. I, 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 I put him in my pocket, essentially. I can bring it back later, but I'm not doing it until that thing is gone. I've already put it out, okay? I put it out. She, like, eyeballs Landis for pockets, like, I'm not doing it in here. <laughs> There's probably pockets in, uh, in the cloak. <laughs> it's a pocket of sorts. <laughs> I didn't notice you were wearing metal pants, I guess? I'll, ex- I'll explain it later. Thank you, Cloak, oh. for for bringing my attention to the rafters that need great work. My, Steve, remember we were talking about that last night? You know, you probably don't look, but you don't Yeah, it's a real Edwin up there. The rain just comes. <laughs> 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 Must have been a bird that just carried a bone up there and dropped it. It was weird. I don't, why would you just say Edwin? It's so strange. I it's am going to murder you in your sleep, you fucking little gnome. What's your thinking? I dare you to try. So, our. Your pockets need to let us know how much money you potentially have for. Yeah, kitchen. Cool. The ballpark. I never, I never got my ballpark. I, I want the ballpark. I think my ballpark is three thousand plus. Maybe right, less well, than five thousand. That's a good let's ballpark. Think, let's say okay. free. Let's imagine it's free for now, and maybe if it's more, then it's your money. Uh, what three to five thousand. Nine. <laughs> nine ten. Nine. Yeah, I, I, Which might be doable with a deal of some kind. We could get one. I mean, if we're only sailing for a day, so we don't have to have the most pristine new one. Maybe we have one that somebody has run a bit wagon. Wait, like, only sailing for a day or so? Are you talking like buying a boat for until you get to the next place and then just dumping it? No, I'm. <laughs> I was trying to. If we're only making a short travel for now. And the idea is we could hire these sex workers to help fix the boat <laughs> while we're sailing. You know what I'm saying? If we got a boat on cheap. Right. Oh, you're saying buying a fixer-upper. <laughs> I... Well, I mean, that's that's possible if you want to try and get yourself a cheaper ride. That's that's um, a thing that can, can be Same done. size, so... not as much fine details, you know, you don't have to have so, a, Hold on, hold on. Uh, and Cloak takes out, like, a, a piece of paper and, like, some ink and says, uh, and he's writing um, a message, uh, and he folds it up and puts it in Glass's bag. Uh, and he takes out uh, Glass's gold and counts out a thousand uh, and uh, puts it in another pouch and gives it to Tilly with his two, uh, a thousand. So that's two thousand. Uh, from Glass and uh, Cloak. Okay. So that that should that should take us all the way to ten. Uh, I should just stare at Raiden. Oh, 
I mean, up front. You want to go with me to go buy a boat? Are you a good haggler? I'd like to see it. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I just want to make sure there's enough. I'm actually, I'm actually really good at good at people seeing my point of view. So maybe I can help. Sure, I mean, we can go together. I'm sure Edward is sweating in that pocket right now, so we could probably go outside. Where's the pocket? Like, did Edwin go up your butt? Yes, Cloak. That's what happened. That's hot. Landis walks out. He's so he's done with this bar. He walks outside. Tilly will tip, pay for a meal, tip the barkeep, and follow out. I mean, I would run outside too to get Edwin out of my butt. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, you head outside to cool off a little bit. That's fine. I think if we, if we didn't, if you want to yeah. come with us, let's go. We can, we can try to put forth our efforts to buy a boat. We have about ten thousand gold now. What was on the note you put in his bag, by the way? I owe you Look. one thousand gold. Did you sign it your name? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't want to be anonymous. Note. I don't want to steal from Glass, and I said, so I, you know, I'll pay you back when I can. Done that before. Doesn't feel good, I'm, but. In the end, I mean, it's a I reckon, thing. I reckon when we get to the next city, maybe we take up some adventuring work and try to find some good paying. Maybe you know, you know maybe. I mean, some, that's some. I mean, you know. you know, some vampires that left their gold in the casket. That's you know, set to explode. Something easy, yeah. Something um, easy, like yeah. Well, it's just easy gold, basically free. Let's do one of those. We should do more of those ones. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, on the way, I'd like oh. to stop and grab beer. I think it could be a good uh, dominating presence in Hagelin. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. You're gonna, there. you're gonna bring the bear to leverage the negotiations. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, as good as a lawyer in this case. I mean, just bear one lawyer. good like snarl. Okay. Uh, so Tilly has been sorry not Tilly Paula has been remarkably quiet during a lot of this and she's, oh, she's been a little here. subdued oh yeah yeah she's here <laughs> no um, Paula <laughs> sorry Paula no 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 it's, no it's fine she's she's just been been sort of sitting back and you guys were doing your thing and that's okay um so she at this point kind of uh, comes over to you Tilly and says so, it sounds like you're getting ready to head north, then. I, I mean, uh, are you sure you don't want to come along? I mean, it'll be fun. It's nice and cold. We've got snow. There's plenty of venture in the view. Where, I mean, there's snow. Kind of rambling. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Okay. <laughs> well, clearly, I really want her to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so yeah, tell me about this. Do, does Tilly really want Paula to to come along? Um, Tilly is the adventuring type, and as good as the uh, relationship has been, she is feeling a little cramped. So. Being 
polite well, she's inviting, that. but she knows she's got a lot of business well, to take care of. So, like, is Tilly more looking for an out? Kind of. I, I mean, I think Paula's been a great help for us, but at this point, if, if from My the beginning, Tilly has taken a sidestep for, like, helping plan, but now that Tilly's feeling, like, the weight and the pressure of helping plan this, like, larger thing, including another person, is a lot, especially when her feelings haven't carried as long as potentially Paula has. Who hasn't? Sure. But she thinks Paula's feelings has carried. Okay. Clearly, uh, I mean, why so, would Paula not want to let this go? Is all I'm saying. So, Paula smiles and says, I have a lot in Zobek that I've worked hard and my family have worked generations to build. I don't think I'm ready to just leave all that behind. But these issues with you and your friends, with the authorities there, I feel like they'll blow over eventually. And when they do, you'll know where to find me. Sure, I'll be glad to write and tell you all about everything. I'll send Baldwin to check on you. You know, you've been a great help. Why would I want to let you go? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so she she smiles and says, well, your friends are waiting for you and I need to see if I can hop a caravan back south to Zopang. Take care of yourself, Tilly. Wait, they have caravans? Why can't we take a caravan? I keep I just shove <laughs> Landis like breaks into frame. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll leave. Right. Be safe travels. Let me know when you've made it. I mean you won't know where it's I, I don't <laughs> We don't yeah, she can't text you when she gets there safe. <laughs> All right, Just so send a uh, raven Paula, in the wind. You'll find yeah. us somewhere. Send a raven know. somewhere. It'll find us. Uh, Paula. I'd ask Tilly whether or not Paula okay. was going with us, I guess. If so, I'd. If I knew she was mm-hmm. going, I'd go and give her a pat on the back or something. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, you can see that she's packing up to leave. Oh. oh. She's got, like, work right. to do. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not no I did. You know. I chopped my one whenever we were. I bought him a house or something. I think I still own a house. I don't know what you're talking about. She's got a oh, oh, very, very important. I Paula. mean, you've seen this armor. It's, it's great. I mean, uh, Paula, darling, uh, it's been a pleasure. It really has. Ever since you did that thing uh, for us, you know, back in the city with my armor, and it was just great. And then we thought you were dead, and, and then you were dead, and then you were, you know, you were with till I mean, there was Tilly was there, as was she. Else. Uh, she and kind of claps you on the smashing. shoulder and and offers you her hand. It's been a pleasure, Riordan. I'm sure I'll see you lot again. Something tells me that one day I'll bug you again for something. So thanks for so putting up with us. You you take her hand. She she shakes your hand with a powerful grip. She doesn't do that that asshole bone crusher handshake thing, right. but. She is strong, and uh, she, <laughs> she, she, your, your knuckle pops a little bit, just, just a little bit. She, uh, she smiles and says, "Don't get my armor destroyed, or I'll come looking for you." Um, and at at that point, like Cloak and Puff Puff would walk up, and Puff Puff's armor is on me, and say, "Those are all that you've done. I mean, forging my sword and helping with the armor, and then." Um, 
I mean, in Puff Puff, I mean, protected Puff Puff quite a few times. And so, I, I you know, I, I hope to see you again, because you never know what will happen out there, you know? It's a dangerous life you people have chosen to live, so uh, try not to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just pat her shoulder because I don't want to shake her hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only being a bundle of emotions now, it's like, don't I gotta go. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So if that's if that's just how Tilly takes her leave, then she uh, she offers Landis a, a little bit of a more curt goodbye. Still polite, but you know you guys don't have the history that uh, yeah, most of these uh, chuckleheads have. He'll say, "Listen, I don't know you that well, but you seem like a stand-up kind of gal, and I'd really appreciate it if maybe every once in a while you'd stop by my shop and see if it's still there." Just sure. Maybe I'll keep an eye on things. Let let Tilly know in a letter. Occasionally, she's she'll write you. She's obs- she's a little obsessed. It's fine. We'll it's, it'll, it'll be good. Um, it's right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. Good, good people. Travel safe. Are you feeling better? I'm talking to Landis. Yeah, I figured. Landis is ignoring so, Cloak. Yeah, Paula uh, turns and gathers her things and takes her leave. And heads out into the morning sunshine. I start knocking on your your butt. Edwin. (laughs) I just polished that. Stop touching me. I'm fine. It's look, look. I don't have a cloth, it's just my hand. (laughs) Guys, Tilly's going through something here. We need to be good friends right now. I got I gotta find a ball. Let's go get a boat, oh, Tilly. Let's yeah. fix all of your problems by buying something really expensive, a big old yacht, and everything will be better. Trust me, Works I've done me, this yeah. plenty of times. Not with a yacht. So who's, usually who's taking the lead yeah. on this little endeavor as you head down to the river docks looking for a ship? Oh, I feel like I mean, Tilly. Oh, I mean, I know on. that I know that Tilly knows that Cloak is a good. Um, convincer? I wouldn't say haggler, but somebody who's been pretty good at convincing our party members to do certain things. So I think on the way, Tilly would try to, like, make a plan with Cloak. Like, okay, so what? Uh, Ryoden and Cloak are both both decent talkers. I got charisma 18. Let's go. I sold things for a living. I was gonna say, Landis is well, but Landis seems less motivated. Yeah, he's just annoyed that no one's asked him. Like, I, I oh, sell things no. literally for a living, but it's fine. You guys do your thing with your little friends. Cool. Do you want, do you like, want, do you, I mean, I'll, like, I'll get I, my I own boat it. if everybody would be fine with that. I'm going to get my own land boat. You, no, no, we'll get one for you. You said there's you a know caravan. How, you know fine, how I'll go and boat. I didn't. You're, you're a ship creature. You, two boats, two crews. I knew you were a good non people. I'm like, mm, I have to. Just <laughs> Tilly has managed to fit both feet in her mouth and just rolls up. <laughs> so essentially, I think I, mean, I I would like Tilly to try to like work together with Cloak. Uh, if Cloak okay. around, so so you're gonna kind of tag team. Uh, and Tilly knows ships, so you'll be able to find maybe the the particular sort of one you're looking for, and depending on what that is. We'll, we'll see how well that goes. Because are you looking for something that's more broken down and cheaper? Are you looking for something that's not going to require a lot in the way of risk or maintenance, but will, you know, cost the full amount, that sort of thing. 
I mean, considering the fact that we're going to need to buy rations and supplies for all of us and be able to have some survival cash once we get there and even further travel, then something that is not max price range would be great. So probably not brand spanking new, but something that we can still work with. So something maybe a little... Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Okay, so you head down to the river. And so while the town isn't particularly prosperous on its own. It's very well off. Uh, There is a lucrative copper mine here, but it's clear that most of the profits float on down the river towards Zobek. Uh, But it does mean that the river traffic here is pretty robust. There are all manner of barges and craft that are uh, stopping here to load up on ore uh, pulled from the mines and then bring it off to be refined and, uh, and, and sold down in the city and near the, near the foundries. So uh, there are quite a number of various craft uh, available. There are small keelboats, much like the one you have. There are sort of uh, larger, um, heavier duty versions of that, but not quite into the full uh, sailing ship range. There are river river boats and barges, and then there are full three masted sailing ships, uh, and that's kind of what you guys had your your eye on. I think is what you were talking about. Uh, so there is a fair bit going on down there. Um, you're looking for something a little older. Um, maybe something you can negotiate on a little bit because of the condition it's in, but hopefully not going to founder the first time the weather gets rough, yeah? Sure. So why don't you make me um, a wisdom or intelligence check, your choice, with uh, your proficiency bonus because you're proficient with uh, watercraft. Okay. Put this in there. Uh, Oh, nice. 22. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you find basically exactly what you're looking for. Something that has a fair number of, uh, of nautical miles under its hull. Um, a, a good number of years on it with maybe some owners who didn't really have what it took to keep it in the best shape. But um, something that seems like it's... Uh, been well taken care of, but whoever is in charge of it is getting on in years, or is not able to keep up with its ne- with the ship's needs anymore. So that might be the uh, sort of the perfect uh, place that you're looking to try and get a little leverage. Um, so you spend some time and you ask around about who is the uh, the owner or captain of that ship. Which uh, the ship, by the way, I rolled this from the ship names table in Ghosts of Saltmarsh, and we are going with it, because it is the Sinful Princess. <laughs> it is I see the name. I want that one. Please. <laughs> Someone, can we get that one, please? Can we? Uh, at, this, at this point, um, we keep it. Killy's talking about haggling with Cloak, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Uh, and then uh, it kind of, like, as she explains it, kind of falls back and looks at Landis, and he's like, how do you haggle? <laughs> Good I, question. She'll nudge Landis. Landis. I mean, just, just, I can give you a little pep talk on this if you want, Landis. Like a little, little quick run through, walk through. Oh, oh I'm I sorry. What now? Did you you wanted my help? Is that what is that what I heard? No, no, no. Just wondering if you knew what haggling was. I think was that. What yes, I do. Well, 
Like, okay. uh, I would, I would I think handle with the squirrel with, like, giving them It'll a be really one. interesting. Yeah. Should we find the person who owns cool. the sinful princess? I want to meet that person and marry them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably can so I mean, look. The boat. This is this is like all all the deals right now are just really screaming to the idea of fuck boat. You know, traveling brought the boat. Sinful princess. It's a I'm sign. Sure, it might be fake. Okay, here's here's what we can. Well, let's just and she'll ask the next like dock worker. Essentially, do you, this boat. Do you know the owner? That hoping nobody shouts the name out loud from behind her, please. <laughs> hoping nobody shouts the name out. What do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the the dock worker uh, is kind of between um, cargo unloads at the moment, so just sort of idling. Um, it's a uh, sort of uh, grubby-looking human, tar-smeared clothes, um, kind of sweat-sheened already from working hard, uh, and he's leaning up against one of the posts on the docks, and uh, like it looks like he's rolling a smoke as you uh, as you come up and kind of get his attention. Uh, he's like, "Oh, the uh, yeah, captain of the, the sinful princess. Sure, uh, you're looking for uh, Captain Kelleth, and you can probably find him if he's not aboard. He should be over there near the uh, the dockmasters." Did you say Captain Zellis? Kelleth. Oh, oh, Kelleth. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So let's, I guess we'll get closer to see if there's any potential crew. Is there anybody unloading, loading? Anybody not dock worker outside, but... Uh, so it looks like it's, um, it's tied up. Uh, and it looks like it has offloaded or is waiting to onload. It looks like it's standing empty currently, judging by nothing but uh, how uh, low it's riding in the water, or uh, rather how high it's riding in the water. Um, it doesn't look like it's carrying a great deal of cargo at the moment. So. Alright, well, we can try to go aboard and see if we can see if he's on board if you'd like to like his So, uh, his... yeah, you spend a little time asking power. around. <laughs> you spend a little time asking around, and uh, you're able to learn from the crew of the uh, <clears throat> the sinful princess that Captain Kelleth is indeed in the dock workers uh, handling the last of the paperwork from their uh, their consignments that they brought. Are you already? Absolutely. And clearly, you are. She'll approach. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. All right, so you head into the Dockmasters, and uh, there are several people sort of milling around. And you are able to pinpoint an elf-marked gentleman with sort of steel-gray hair uh, pulled back into a ponytail, his just delicately pointed ears, um, the slight cast to his features that hints of, uh, of this... This fey heritage that uh, that doesn't appear in uh, in human stock. Uh, he is wearing, um, I mean, clothes that basically mark him as a sailor. He's got uh, this sort of rolling gait when he walks that makes it very clear that he's much more accustomed to life on a deck rather than on on stable dry land. And he is folding up a leather. Um, 
almost like a large leather wallet with various parchments and papers that look like they've just had uh, signatures and seals affixed to them. And he is folding that up and tucking it away into his vest and gathering up a purse and uh, tucks that into the other pocket. And he turns away from the the counter where he was uh, concluding his business and makes his way toward the door. And he uh, sort of looks at you with these rich honey brown eyes and offers you a, just the faintest little quirk of a smile and nod as he's making his way toward the door. Just kind of a you know polite strangers making eye contact thing. She'll kind of step forward a little bit. Excuse me, sir. Are you the captain of the uh, sinful princess? Uh, he stops, tilts his head, and says, "Hi, that's that's me, I'm Captain Kelleth. How might okay, I help Christian. you?" Is Landis next to me? Are you Landis next to me? Uh, I'm probably not standing directly next to you, but I'm I'm in earshot. He's like back a little over to the side, sulking against the door frame. <laughs> yeah, waiting waiting to hear someone be like, "Wow, we could really use Landis's help right now." And but but for now, he's you know he's letting you do your thing, whatever you can handle it Tilly. all day long if you want. Tilly leans forward and she's like. So I'm I'm working for a particular individual. You'll notice them. Don't make eye contact. I had a very very rough morning. Um, and we happen to be in the market for a boat. They happen to notice your boat. Pretty good shape. Has some about it. But we're interested in talking to you about if you're willing to sell it to us. We, as a not him, uh, don't approach approach him. He, uh, so he sort of blinks a little bit surprised at at being approached kind of out of the blue like this. He says, ah, I suppose I'd be willing to discuss it, uh, but you don't want me to talk to the fellow who's interested. I, no, and she motions over to Cloak. The little one is in charge of the financial affairs along with me, and we're ah. willing to buy you a pint and talk about the price of the boat. Just to know that, look, I mean, just, and she, like, points out how, how like, shiny Landis is and how, like, adorned he is. <laughs> uh, Can Landis, you know he's, still... preen- he's, he's, like, preening himself always, you know? Okay, so like, are, are you kind of dressed down still, or are you, you know, wearing jewels and all that good stuff? Yep. Landis is wearing his hat because he really likes it, uh, but he doesn't have the cloak on. Tilted um, at a jaunty angle, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and and uh, he's not wearing the cloak though, and he's not wearing like a ton of jewelry or anything like that. But he still does have all you know the inlay and the yeah. little inset diamonds and stuff like that. So right. Got he's it. looking pretty fly. Uh, so uh, Captain Kelleth is a little bit. Uh, just go ahead and make me a charisma persuasion check, Landis, just to see how, how well you come across. Kind of first impression sort of thing. Okay. 21. Damn. Okay. Uh, so Kelleth blinks and is a little taken aback for a moment, and he says, uh, certainly, all right. Uh, a drink sounds good. Why don't we Why don't we go share a pint and uh, discuss your proposition? Hey, if you don't mind, we'll step back and, and let, let, me, let my boss know about our meeting. If you invite to meet us at the tavern, we'll be right there. Of course. I'll uh, I'll find us a table. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. So he, uh, he sort of 
Now you told him to like don't make eye contact, ignore Landis, or yeah, just essentially don't bother Landis. Don't bother. Clear. All right. So he offers just yeah. like a little bit of a polite nod as he passes by, but doesn't doesn't otherwise uh, get in your business. And he slips out uh, out onto the docks and, and walks away. So you have you have your time to <laughs> discuss strategy this, or whatever it is you at, want to do. At this point, at this point, Cloak is like, I have no idea what's going on. Till he like shuffles over to Landis. Okay, so here's here's the here's the here's my plan. You're you're my boss, and you're you're very well off, and we need to buy a boat for you, for optimum room space for you, for perfect uh, bedding, yeah. perfect room. But we have to convince All this him that right. it's kind of a bit of shoddiness, so it's not as good, and we can get a discount. I told him not to hmm. talk to you because you're well-to-do, but you're a little in a bad mood today. And I told him that Cloak was in charge of finances, but what chime now? in any—no, chime in at any moment and let him know how you really feel about your boy. You're in charge. I it sounds like I'm in charge, but I feel like I'm not. Doesn't <laughs> feel that way to me either. But uh, I'm gonna. Sit I think here, I can still take a look around on your <laughs> below decks. Uh, so you guys go ahead with your uh, haggling, and uh, I'll catch you here or wherever, somewhere. So, Riordan, did you say you're going to try and check out the ship? Yeah, I'm just going to take a look around already. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, all right, so you're just you're just oh, okay. Got it. Got it. You're just, you're, just I, not, you're just not going to deal with the business side of things. <clears throat> when I bring Edwin back, is he in the same state he was when he left? So, like, he was invisible I mean, technically. Would he come back invisible, or is he? Does he come back normal? Sure, he'll come back okay. as he was. Then I'll call him back on my shoulder. All right, invisible. There's a. Uh... <laughs> and this faint whiff of brimstone and you feel his weight settle onto your shoulder and his mind sort of, his voice floats across your mind. Well, that was Perfect. interesting. Everything okay, boss? I kind of left in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in my head, I'm saying, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. I had to do that. Uh, the stupid No, it's fine. The, the damn the light the on rumbled you me with his lantern. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, I need you to do me a favor real quick. All right. Well, we'll stick with me for a second, or us, and then when we get to this boat thing that we're going to, I want you to do, like, a once-over, try to find me some, some, I don't know, see if it's broken. <laughs> see if tell it's me if there's... Broken. I mean, like, tell me if there's a hole somewhere, or, like, mold on the bottom, it's got, like, clams stuck to it, we've got to give it a real barnacle brush, and... Clams <laughs> <laughs> stuck to it! For all no, for all of how, that, how Bernie, appropriate you, you get inspiration. Clams all over it. We're trying, <laughs> trying desperately to speak both and failing. <laughs> on bed. Alright. So you can head your way up towards the tavern. Uh Edwin flutters off and he's like, I don't really know anything about boats, but I'll, I'll see if I can figure out if anything obvious is wrong with it. It's just, I don't, uh, yeah, I'll look for holes or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're just looking for some leverage, I guess. Uh, 
Okay. Oh, so he can uh, do. He can he can go inspect down below for any uh, you know, anything that might be broken down there. You know, it could be some uh, holes in the ship yeah. that we hadn't noticed on our first look around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My thought was just that you can't get like down. I pick up an axe and I head off. We're not buying this shit boat. It's sunk. Standard inspection, I'm afraid. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So, so what is it you're going to be doing while they're going off to negotiate? Are you actually checking the boat out, or are you just? Well, I mean, I might there? go and cause a little bit of damage. To be honest, now he thinks about it to try and get him a better Fair. price. Like Fantastic. absolutely fraud. Like, <laughs> okay. Criminal damage plus fraud. The one mode combo. Um. All right. So it has like crew on it. Yeah. So, like, taking an axe to the hull would probably be no well, yeah, in the middle of the day. Like, oh. like, yeah. well, I think he's got this, like, he's an idiot. Remember, he's an idiot. He thinks in his head, I know what I'll do. I'll sabotage the ship. And he, like, gets okay. down there and sees it, and he's like, how do you damage yeah. the ship? <laughs> anyway, like, how does one? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> got it. So he's, uh, he's having ask, math I might end up just asking one of the crew, like, is there damage? Like, try and get okay. them talking to see if there is some damage maybe. Yeah. Alright, uh, make me a charisma persuasion check to see how well you can pump information out of these guys. Okay. Spread uh, some money around. It's a 14 on dice and 21. 21. 21, okay. Uh, Alright, so working the crew for a little bit, you do manage to pick up uh, little bits about here and there on the ship where wear and tear have started to build up and they haven't really been able to keep ahead of the maintenance. Partially because um, it's just become a little too much for the captain, the uh, the owner of the ship, to keep up with. And maybe he's starting to get a bit older and uh, just his heart isn't as much in it anymore and he's starting to slow down. Uh, and so that is starting to um, pile up in various places on the ship. Mm. There's some parts of the rigging that probably need to be replaced, that sort of thing. Does he have the dream retirement does he have like a, a, I guess, a dream of time? Like he's going to go and get a restaurant or run a pub or he's going to, you know, he's off to live with his family. So, um, so, uh, you, so you're trying to figure out a little bit about the captain himself. Uh, you know that he's from the Grand Duchy of Dornig originally, um, but left under circumstances that were never fully disclosed, at least not to these members of the crew that you're talking to. But, all right, so yeah, 21. What you're able to pick up is that he may not be looking to, like, get out of the the ship business completely. He may just be looking for someone else to take over uh, because he has a deep and abiding love of the water, the sea, the rivers, whatever, of of sailing Mm. and being on the water. He loves being a sailor. He uh, is not as in love with being the person responsible for keeping everything going on it. Right, like if right, somebody right. else was handling that, Big he news. could handle yeah. the sailing part, he would be very happy. Just get the fuck your and Yeah, I got it. So uh, you, okay. suspect, you suspect that if you could spin it that you and your friends were going to buy you know, ownership of, uh, of the Sinful Princess maybe keep him on as one of the senior officers who could help, you know, deal with the crew, right, right. they all know him, that sort of thing, that might uh, yeah, make him still much more amenable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I will, once I have that information, I'll go and find them to try and, and then try and slip that one into a conversation somewhere. Pass a right. note. I'll write on a note, pass it to him. 
All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, as you guys kind of huddle up, make your plan, Rioden catches up with you uh, before you head in to go and sit down with Kelleth and, uh, and relays that, that he's looking to get out of the responsibility of being a ship owner focusing on just being a sailor and that he might be useful to, to keep around as a, one of the senior officers, if not, say, uh, first mate or something along those lines to uh, to kind of handle all of those crew-like details and the actual sailing stuff. And then, you know, you people be the ones with the money who handle things like maintenance and repairs. Then he might, that might, um, that might catch his interest. So he's looking for like an investor? <clears throat> He's looking for someone else to be responsible for the money and the maintenance and all of that of the ship, and he can just be a sailor. Yeah, we'll just just hire him on, say that we'll keep him around. He's really important. Maybe he's a quartermaster or the first boy, first hand. I mean, Uh, as long as he's willing to actually put in some work on the ship. I mean, he's done. I don't know how old he is, but he looks old. So I think he's in it. He loves the sea and all that. He's misty-eyed about you know, the ocean and stuff like that. Well, Freedom to put metaphors. She's like frustrated that he wants to free ride. Have to pay his way in. You just gotta pay for. Well, I mean, we'd probably be paying from him in. and then just give him no, a tour no. around the sea. No, no, you know, I mean, like... it's kind of his retirement plan. I think. No, 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 no. So... Like he's looking at <laughs> working and being a member of the crew. Yeah, no, really, really, really. Oh, Rio did not get that at all. Like, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, now that you're like imagining his own right. retirement. Got it. Right to me, I think he's... <laughs> this freeloader, we'd be giving him 10k or a bit less, maybe, and paying him to work for us. I, that's almost reasonable. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like haggling. I, I'm well, still so good what at, it is. <laughs> if this works out, I get to be the boss, right? Because we have to keep it. We'd already told oh him that I was in charge. God, everyone's the boss. That's, yes. He's, I guess he'll be still a be a boss. And Maybe he is just like, no, oh God, no, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I want a boss. If I'm Excuse honest. Me. If I, if I mean, I'm... I do have the most business experience of any of us. I feel like I should probably be in charge. I'm just saying. I mean, okay, so up until recently, I don't know if you know what happened. Equal investment. Let's for, for, cloak. Let's just get the first thing first and get the vote in our ownership, and then look. Oh, I was asking business, business questions. Good I don't think question. we want to approach probably. the gentle owner of this boat and say. Hey, we want to buy your boat, and then oh, we no. want to turn it into a fuck ship. Like, I don't I think want, that's I was, something I was you want asking, to hear. <laughs> I, I was he asking made, he made it. Okay. <laughs> Let me look at what Landis wants to sell for her business. I, I mean, you know, if, I mean, if you're really interested in that, we can maybe set up some time later. You can talk to my secretary, and we can discuss some finer details and and what kind what of cut is a secretary <laughs> exactly that's how much experience i have that you do they don't. haggle and they the ones that haggle what Sometimes. is a haggle right a are they are they secret people named Terry? no secret Terry. oh we little gnome so precious it's one of those, one of those big words one of those big ones. Oh. 
Did you see any? Who is going to be talking to Kelleth? I'm I'm the boss. I'm obviously too important. The idea is that we try to haggle with him, and if you or we try to push a price with him, and then if he fights back, then you chime in with your disappointment. How much? Yes, I can do that. Etc. Mm. So I'm not counting you out of the fight. I'm just trying to say that you help us when it becomes hard enough to fight him on how much money he wants to fish. Oh, I'm very good at being disappointed. I can make that happen. Clearly, <clears throat> but I, I just about you. want to make sure you're involved. Thank In you. the end, I appreciate Towards that. The end, to make sure. But also now, because I was the part of the first part, I was like the most important part of the first part. So yeah. we're good. Let's go. Till so he just turns to go to the tavern. <laughs> All right, you guys head Am into I the, the master end. of coin? Uh, I'm the yes, master you're the master of coin. That means you lie about how much money you have, which clearly you have a good rapport of. And you own other okay. people's homes. <clears throat> yes. All right, so uh, you head into the tavern and you see Kelleth. He's kind of in the back corner. He's got a table off to the side. Uh, looks like. Uh, plenty of chairs to accommodate all of you should you head over there. Uh, and he has several drinks already poured and waiting at the uh, at the table and just sort of looks up and gives you the, the little bit of a nod as you, you file in. I'll, I'll go ahead and ah, my good around for good. everybody seated. Lady, uh, is, this, is this the fine gentleman you were telling me about? Our potential business partner? Yes. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. He uh, stands up and shakes your hand and smiles and says, Likewise, Captain Kelleth, I'm uh, captain and owner of the Sinful Princess. Why don't we sit and uh, have a drink if you if you uh, are of a mind? And, Abs- uh, well, discuss. I mean, you can have a drink. I'm happy to buy it for you. She'll cook it. Already done. First round's on me. Maybe if we come to an accord, <laughs> oh. you, can get, you can get the celebration round. Fantastic. So uh, my, uh he kind of gestures. Good woman here tells me you've got a quite a quite a ship on your hands. Well, yeah, uh, she's uh, she's seen us through quite a bit, uh, and I understand you're in the market to become a ship owner. It might be. The price is right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, I don't suppose you're um, you've been in the business before, have you? I've been in I've been in businesses, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily water-based businesses, but businesses. Water I see. Boat, uh, land boats, right? Uh, so, are, are are you familiar with uh, with owning and operating a ship yourself? Ah, uh, yeah. So, he, uh, my you'll have to pardon me, but my boss is very business is busy with his business. So, I'm the individual who has been over previous ships owned by my boss. I see. So we, have, right. we do have knowledge uh, about ships, just don't, you know, like, mm. <laughs> uncomfortable. We don't talk about it. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Not a problem. No, Honestly, no, well, we're, uh, oh. we signed a contract, we are sworn to secrecy, I can't talk about a lot of the finer details. Sorry if we seem cagey. Interesting. Secret uh, service. All right. Well, uh, so he basically kind of opens the negotiations with what what is more or less what you expected with uh, kind of the the expected price for a ship of that uh, that size. 
and uh, you know maybe not that level of repair or uh, or wear. But uh, as you can see, uh, you saw her for yourself. She's a fine river and uh, and seaworthy vessel. She's uh, she's worth every copper of ten thousand gold pieces. Yeah. Um. So you have well, to, I, I feel like lean over to yeah. this and for sure. It's it's got it's got a little bit of wear and tear. There's definitely a little bit of age yeah. to it. it. It needs some bit of work. And she'll like yeah, look at Rian and be like, some bit of work. I took a look at the thing and uh, <clears throat> I have to say, I was a little disappointed. You see, yeah, it hadn't been able to uh, see all of the necessary repairs as it might have done in. Yeah, It'll be hard to know perhaps. everything without seeing all of the interior either. I mean, basically. I'll tell you this much. It's certainly not a hunk of junk, but it is a hot, steaming pile of trash, and we are not <sighs> paying that much money for it. See, I... Man, I... Was what I would say I... if I were not a generous man. Because you, my friend, are clearly one of the finest sailors at this... Uh, part of the ocean is in. No doubt you yourself have served on many vessels, and you know how to keep it tight. So well done. It, well, it could have done with a bit more money thrown it, I suppose, but, I mean, times are hard, and uh, despite its uh, My uh, very well-trusted colleague here is trying to say is that it's a pretty I... nice boat, pretty but, nice, but uh, not... Uh, it seems like that price might be a little high well, based on the number of repairs that are required. Yes, exactly. With what I'm right. trying so to say. So I get, I yeah. get the gist of what is happening here. Uh, <laughs> Dan, you have uh, leveraged the information that you got out of his crew. Um, so who would like to make the charisma persuasion check with advantage? Uh, either uh, Landis or Riodan. Uh, I, I mean, Tilly, but I don't think Tilly wants to be the one heading this up. So, really, Landis or Riodan were the ones uh, leaning in on it. So, either of you. Okay, Aaron. I got a plus seven statistically with. with oh, oh then you seven. do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, you uh, do so with, with advantage, Riodan, with uh, Landis's uh, setup and backup. 23. 23? Holy crap. All right. Um, So it looks like your assessments that you got from the crew uh, was spot on, and you caught him right at the tail end of a voyage. He was just about to have to figure out how he's going to turn around his next leg and uh, figure out what the next cargo was going to be, what their next destination was going to be, and all of that was starting to pile up on him, and you hit him at just the perfect moment when he's ready to not be handling all of that himself anymore. And so uh, you're able to talk him down to 7,000. It seems like a fear. Whatever it is. Did, uh, I check in with Edwin really quick, and did he find anything uh, Right, so uh, Edwin uh, Edwin gets back to you with, basically confirms a lot of what Riodan said. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. seaworthy, but uh, there are some things that are going to need to be repaired, certainly, uh, as as a little bit of time goes on. And if you hit any say, yeah. rough weather, if you're caught in a storm, yeah. you may have some issues. But No massive holes in the bottom? That I no, it's not. I mean, he's like, well, there's <laughs> in the very bottom, there's some water. But it doesn't look like it's getting higher, so I don't think it's sinking. 
Okay. Interesting. Edwin has no idea what a bilge is, so. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does Landis. <laughs> yes, I know. You're like, water yeah. in the boat. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna God, he's gonna say, gross. you know what, listen, let me let me have just do you mind if I take just one moment with my advisors to discuss this uh, potential arrangement? Of course. Uh, I'll I'll allow you the table if you'll excuse me. Um, just call me when you're ready. He takes his drink and heads to the bar. Excellent. All right, all right, guys. Um, I don't understand boats, but but Edwin said there's water in the bottom of it. That's bad, right? No, it's normal. Oh. It's to keep the boat at a at a level with the water, so it doesn't oh essentially float in. So, so it's glad. good. It's good that there's water, yeah. as long as it's not okay. rising. Oh. Did, he, did he say it was rising, or did he say it was no? Like, he said it's a stay and put. Okay, it that should cool. Like a so. Item number two. So he, we got him to seven. Now, do you think that if we invited him to be first mate, we could get him to five or like six? We'd have to like... probably convince him at the fact of how much his wages and food and cost would be for him to stay on the boat. Employ- I mean, um, and he's, so... he's an older guy, five years, I mean, something like that, or at least a couple of years maybe, and we'll, you know, we'll say will give you at least, for sure, a guaranteed couple of years, because, you know, we've got the cash. We don't have to pay much. I mean, we're talking gold pieces per week, right? I mean, at most. I mean, so. if you're willing to cut it out of your brothel stops in different towns... Plus, any plunder uh, while he's you know? pirating out there? <laughs> to just uh, to give you all, any of you who are actually business and wage-minded an idea, a skilled uh, laborer earns two gold pieces a day, I believe. So like, I mean, if we can yeah. get him, if we can get him down to like five or six, we'll have money left over to pay him. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it would be a, a great pay for him. Uh, he would have plenty of money to spend it. Different. Make ports. him sound important. Regular leave in case. No, well, to see his you'll have I don't to. Know what yeah. Cloak. Cl- you'll have to begrudgingly like. Oh, it's a little. Let's see, but. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, since you're our master of coin, oh, you're a master okay. of coin. Yeah, okay. Sort of master. So, channel, channel my inner landis. Okay. So, as Kirk, yeah, stop we'll doing that. Kirk, don't knock my butt. Kirk, me, 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 me. Okay. That sounds right. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I like Landis's impression of you more. Ha. Huh. Let me see it. Uh, it's actually still not talking offensive. to you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I I wouldn't be comfortable with you hearing it actually, Cluka. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, you you guys make fun of me behind my back? What? No. You do know Just... that Riordan makes fun of everybody behind the back. I mean, right. It's I how he makes fun of himself behind his back. It's a two-way street. I... Exactly. So is somebody life, going to call Kelleth back over? I do. Good yes. sir. Right. So he, he returns, uh, settles down and says, yes, uh, you've, you've had time to discuss it with your people. What do you yeah. think? Um, so I will, I will tell you, this is a very intriguing offer, but I actually... I've, I'm very impressed with you. I'm very impressed with your knowledge of, of boats 
Uh, you've done a great job with this one thus far. Uh, I, I, I have a bit of a proposition for you. He, um, what did it say? His <laughs> eyebrows perk up a little bit. He seems um, surprised, but you have his interest. So, what do you say? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I trust my my advisors here with everything I have, but we could always use another helpful, boatly knowledgeable person on board. And wait, wait, boss, what would you say? Boss. That's almost exactly boss. what I was thinking. I haven't even done anything yet. Um, what would you say if uh, I offered you, um, on top of buying the boat, uh, a position on the boat? As perhaps, eh, if you were interested, first mate. And uh, <coughs> you be, uh, one of my favorite positions. You would, you would be the captain. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And All I'd right. even be willing to to pay you uh, for your services, perhaps um, a, a gold a day or maybe two gold. And uh, if we could strike that deal, I'd be willing to uh, give you a solid five thousand gold for that that ship of yours. Five big ones. That is uh, that is a generous offer, uh, and I have to I'm, a, I'm a generous wouldn't... man at heart. I wouldn't mind staying aboard the princess. Uh, it would certainly make the transition easier for you and your uh, any of Absolutely. your crew that you were going to bring on for uh, for any of the yeah. crew that were going to remain. Uh, I'm sure you know her like the back of your hand. Five, though, is mm. that, that's 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 a bridge too far. Well, that's five six, on top of your salary, six, as well as room and board. Six thousand. Master of coin. I mean, you are the master uh, of... All are of we this. able to uh, spare? I don't know. <sighs> With the repairs that we have to make, honestly? I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. That's literally what he's doing in New York. He has no idea what's going on. He's like, blah, 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 blah. He's Okay, all right. I, I listen, I would, it's just there's... With the amount of repairs and, and the fact that we will be providing room and board for you as well, what if... Can we, could we meet in the middle at 5,500 gold? We can guarantee you a year of work, at least. I think 6,000 is as low as we could possibly go on this. That's already come down quite a bit for the admittedly uh, somewhat deteriorated state of a few of the components. Um, and I, since you are willing to, since you are willing to to take me on as a as first mate and uh, bring me onto the payroll, I'm willing to go down to 6,000. I can't. Can I not roll against him for this? You guys really have gotten 40 percent off. <laughs> You're good. All right. All right. No, okay. Uh, you know, with, I was, uh, this is with, with the leverage that, that you've got. With the leverage yeah. that you've got, you've uh, you've pushed him probably about as far as he could go. Okay. You, if you wanted good to get him. it farther, you'd have to turn to something like um, uh, you'd have to up the ante pretty significantly somehow, um, okay. and or use magic, that sort of thing. Oh, I do. Have I, a I think. Tilly will lean over to Landis. 
just make sure he picks the best crew out of it. We, we did see some pretty lazy ones laying around, just have not doing the work on the docks. Are we bringing their crew? I thought we had our own full of sex workers. That was part of the plan, because he's going to be on the ship to help bridge the crew, the crew cap and them to us. Remember, remember Wait, the second? so do we have to pay them too? <laughs> That's yes, the way to pay your part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, Wait, right, right. so how, how much money is right. that? <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, this is what we do. We fire six of them and take on the work. The how six many works. were there? So, uh, a, a ship of this caliber really wants about minimum of 30 crew. Oh! Oh, it's a big boat. <laughs> That's that's if you want to be he able to sail. He literally listed okay. barges beneath our boat. Yeah. <laughs> you said you want to do a full sailing ship. This is how it goes. Like uh, and that's mess. and that's that is a full complement of crew, which means you're able to run three different watches, and the ship can sail round the clock. Does it include a chef for everyone? Oh, that, that's everybody. That's a quartermaster. That's, yeah. Oh, okay. fuck. I didn't think their ship was this big. God damn. You yeah, guys said I, I full, really like, three-masted <laughs> sailing ship. What do you think I we're doing I just wanted a yacht. I love when you guys were all like, great. And I'm like, big ship. <laughs> In-game, in none of us realize what she's gotten us to do. Okay, okay. So when you say full sailing ship, 30 people, are you talking like a galleon? No, a galleon is bigger. No, that's, that's that's like yeah, it's fucking huge. Yeah, it's, how big? How big of a ship? Are we talking about a brigadine? Clint just wants to show off his boat knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. All right, if we were playing Sea of Thieves, which ship would be that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the middle one, right? It would be the middle one. Uh, more like the top one, but yeah. Oh, I thought that was a galleon. It, it is, but. You know, oh, okay. Video but Sea of Thieves is lying games. a little bit. Sea of Thieves is lying video a little games. bit. Can, yeah. Turns out, all right, everyone who's listening, in real life, you cannot crew a galleon with four people. So, <laughs> <laughs> everything I learned about boats oh, no. is I learned in Sea of Thieves, honestly. It's like a tiny little yeah. fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, ga galleons are enormous. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So I, I will, I'll look at him and I'll say, you know what? You, you drive a. A hard bargain, but I think that we can comfortably say we've come to an agreement. And I'll hold out my hand to shake his. He uh, he spits in his hand and shakes yours. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, he, I don't. Smart. I, don't. I, I, I spit. I spit in his hand. <laughs> 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 and then he, Landis immediately goes, Let me. Uh, so that, so no. When Landis gasps, it's like a, a slight wind, overwinding of springs and a little grinding of gears. And, uh, and he, he slaps his hand into yours, smiles wildly, and says, Well then, sir, you have yourself a deal. Uh, okay. Once you transfer the funds, I'll make the papers up to you and we'll have them... Uh, Approved down at the dock masters and witnessed, and this will all be final. Okay, and then I put six thousand on the table. 
<laughs> so he just looks down at the pile of gold you dump onto it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have six thousand. <laughs> oh, I don't have the. I, I thought I had the big. I thought I was the master of coin. I'm the master of coin. Master <laughs> 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 oh, Cloak throws Cross down the like a piece of paper that just says 6,000 gold. 6,000 6, gold. <laughs> <laughs> and we lose all of our progress on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will okay. meet you, we we will meet you later coin. with. We will meet you later with the, the coin promise. All right, and with that successful uh, deal closed, <laughs> I think we're going to call it there for this week. <laughs> we'll pick up next time as we set off for adventure on the River Argent <laughs> to see oh what gosh. the hell you guys get up to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, we have to find yeah. a way to make money, and now that's that's all I'm thinking about. Thirty people, two gold a day. That's six yeah, gold a day. Yeah, we're just throwing money onto the most of the crew is considered unskilled, so they're too silver yeah, a day. Like, they're not so old. so ah. it's like the, oh. off, the the officers who are like the first mate, the quartermaster, the bosun, you know, those those sorts of folk will be the, the skilled hirelings. Okay. Yeah, all well, the other guys leave NBCs from parts of the Caribbean or ones that don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was fun. Uh, that was there we have it. This is, this is what we, we do. Boat, we guys. get we get, get you guys Kasha and her crew. We get Kasha and her crew to it, we open a mini brothel right inside, and then mm-hmm. they God get the sailors coming <laughs> Then we get our money back slowly over time. Okay, but we change uh, the decorations every time at every yeah, port, so it's like a escape room that changes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! Oh, escape boy. room slash brothel. <laughs> <laughs> sexscape uh, room, the sexscape ship. Sexscape room. Oh wow! It's all is wrong. It's all wrong. Sexscape room. Feels so right. Why does it feel so right? Oh man, that is all we got time for, my friends. Blissfully, blissfully, we are out of time, and that is where we must end our shenanigans today. I'm afraid. <laughs> Let's get around to cast the crew to enjoy ourselves. We're going to find you guys online. Dan, uh, good job hurting uh, all these uh, cats today. How was that? <laughs> this was a bit of a bag of cats. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the the creeping across Zobek trying to get away. And, <laughs> and, uh, I keep and looking at getting... Simply. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> no, uh, I'm. Uh, I am glad that splitting the party went mostly okay and kept things moving, and we're all back together now. And I'm looking forward to some adventures on the river and on your way northward toward the the World Tree as you are as you are heading off to do. Uh, this will be interesting. Uh, so I'm Dan Dillon. I am a game designer on the Dungeons and Dragons team at Wizards of the Coast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Dillon underscore one. Uh, I had a lovely time. Thank you, guys. Fantastic stuff. McLogan, how on earth was that for you today? Hi, I'm McLogan. You might recognize me as from, hey, I'm on a fuck boat. And <laughs> how to haggle 101. I uh, don't know how to do any of that. I know how to haggle in real life. Cloak doesn't. 
because uh, I, I had to ma- I had to make a decision, and I was like, Cloak is like really about like the forest and like tracking people, and then like he might be stingy with his money, but he doesn't know how to haggle, and so um, I it was great. I I didn't realize the ship was that fucking big, and now I'm just like, oh yeah. We gotta, we gotta take up some adventuring quests to make some money oh, along the way, um, and then start a business at the same time. Uh, adventuring guild slash escape room slash Birdie. I, I was messaging Birdie, talking to Birdie about this, and I was just like, "This is what I want to do," and she's like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> No, because he would have spent like the the entire season on it, and he uh, just he was gonna force them into sex work. And I said, "Let them choose." Is all I said. I was there not go. gonna force them. I was always <laughs> gonna give them the option. Uh, but um, just forgot to mention. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was somewhere. Uh, but hi, everyone. Yeah, uh, you guys can catch me uh, on my Twitter. I haven't really been streaming too much lately. I've been busy with work and. Uh, uh, doing stuff uh, at normal life, so, um, but yeah, uh, I tweet out what shows I'm, I'm on a show Monday and Tuesday, and uh, uh, t- obviously Tuesday today. So, uh, you guys, I love your faces. Thank you for watching, and I do appreciate uh, all you that show up and uh, make the world go round. So, yeah, buddy, same questions as always. How's that for you? <laughs> you know what? That was flipping fantastic um i really love so much um playing landis because he's so angry about everything right now and he's so like annoyed with cloak and he's just felt completely useless and out of his element and uh being able to come in at the end there and like do something and have someone be like oh yeah you're in charge even though that's not what was said but that's how he took it um it was fantastic and he finally is starting to he perked up quite a bit. So I appreciate the opportunity and Landis appreciates the opportunity. Um, but yeah, this is fantastic. I love this game so much. This is going to be insane and ridiculous. And um, I can't wait till the next one, but my name is Birdie, AKA the Birdie Source. I am uh, playing in various games over the week and you can find my pinned tweet on my Twitter that tells you where I'll be and when, and I love you all and good night. Fantastic stuff. And simply how's that time for you? It was great. Um, admittedly, I have had borderline flu for like a week, so I've had to take <laughs> cold medicine. So I've had a lot of fun tonight playing this game at my full capabilities and probably coughing a lot in our poor recording gear. I'm very sorry. Um, we have a great editor. He'll fix it in post. I know. It was really fun, though. I'm, I'm, I, I had fun kind of... Uh, pushing it's not like a, not a heavy combat session it's fun having these like little bouts of straight chat rp with people in the in the party and finding out more about them individually um we have a huge boat plenty of room for bear which i'm so excited about so uh, much room for bear and so much his own quarters it's gonna be great bear, bear's uh, gonna get his own hold i'm it's gonna i it'd be wonderful uh, you guys can find me at Twitter with simply JXN, no underscore. I don't really stream on Twitch anymore. This is about it for Twitch for me. But I actually just posted a sketch or a 
video of a sketch of Birdie's other character. That's what I've been doing lately is doing some D&D sketches. If you guys want one or if you guys are interested, go to my Twitter. There's a sign-up form. Get in there. I love you guys. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff, my friends. Uh, that's myself. If you want to follow me, uh, go follow uh, Adam Counter RP if you want to keep up with the stuff we're doing over there in Counter Roleplay. And of course, go follow Come on Press, some sister over here. So I spend some more time uh, playing in and producing the other shows here on the channel. If you haven't followed the Come on Press channel yet, go ahead and do so to catch all of our other shows. We're back on Sunday next for the last air at 8 p.m. Eastern yeah. with the Crafting Muse. Uh, and then, of course, we're back here every Tuesday with The World Tree Burns at the same time. So come and join us next week, my friends. But until then, we'll see you, little kobolds. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Keep waving. <laughs>